just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 83 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season four, episode 16. You call it madness, but I call it love. This is it. This is like the most anticipated episode, anticipated moment of all time, surely. Like nothing has been more important than this in the world ever. I like drugs more than I like pain. <laughs> because, well, Sophia's Bush has like a Sophia's Bush <laughs> has a history there. That's exactly what you just said. <laughs> Get that on a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> That wasn't what I meant. I will write that one myself. So, honey, put the pen down. I've got this. I reckon Mouse got a wang on him, hasn't he? He's got a massive dick. (laughs) Yeah, because that's why Erica Marsh left him. Which one's which? Well, you're going to have to be Lucas because, you know, you're identical. And I'll be Hayley because, you know, I'm talented. (laughs) I could be the mayor and you could be the cocaine. I'd try and snort you. Or you be done, I'll be Deb, and I'll taser you. <laughs> Your face, then. <laughs> Such disappointment. Why do I have to always be tased? In the airport, in the gate, to go home. <laughs> yeah, I looked across, and his legs were slightly open, and his balls were hanging out. <laughs> in the airport. <laughs> I see. Is that, is that a pigeon? Is that a pigeon? Come here. Come here. Now say it with some bass in your voice. Where the motherfucking gangsters are right now. 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 You know, where the motherfucking gangsters are right now. O T H what? Sing away. O T H what? Raven. Ravens. Call me Colonel now, you little ungrateful bastard. <laughs> Call me it before I get your dad on the phone and we'll have a 30-minute conversation <laughs> and only 10 words have been exchanged. It will be about how ungrateful you are for the opportunity to be on this platform, which is the People's Podcast, which is O-T-H. What? O-T-H. Ravens. Appearances. Keeping up appearances. Keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. Good. Talking to myself. <laughs> Nicky! Nicky! We don't have sex scenes like this in One Tree Hill. Like, this was, like, in terms of they were literally in bed, you know, humping. Um, <laughs> you know why, Simon? Why? Because fuck you, Dom. <laughs> <gasps> 
I raise my hand and be like, um, Mr. Michael Murray, it's, I'm a long-time fan. Wonderful to be here. Season 3, episode 13, uh, you, uh, as Lucas, had to hump Brooke and kind of just did this weird friction like that. I made this noise. Can you hear that? Yeah. That's that's what you did. It was horrendous. Um, how did that feel, being a divorced couple, having to, to basically dry hump on another one set? Uh, can I check? Do you love dongs? <laughs> you must love dongs to be in this pit. No, but do heroin, drink a Diet Coke, and have a cigarette. That was my right. diet. Yeah. Pretty much, that's it. It wasn't a walk, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm glad I came on this walk with you." It wasn't a walk. It wasn't. It was barely even a stroll. He practically rolled out of fucking bed and ended up on a bench outside the fucking cabin or whatever it is. Oh my god, he actually has. Full flute. What we celebrate today? Oh fuck it, it's Wednesday. I'm gonna bang in some champagne. La de fucking da. <laughs> Tell you what, Keith does not manscape at all. He just naturally is just perfectly contoured down there. It just it falls into place. <laughs> so hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is season four episode 16 you call it madness i call it motherfucking love dom we're here what is happening my friend hello simon (laughs) (laughs) that makes it sound like hello simon i'm here live from times square where (laughs) oh if only if only Oh, you was. I was. You went to Times Square, right? Surely. A number of times, yeah. Quite a few times. Pretty much every day. (laughs) It's only up the road, you know. Um, It's great to be back, though. I feel like COVID and other things and then holiday have all pushed and pushed and pushed the podcast back a bit. So it's nice to be back. As much as I love being away, I loved being in New York. It was a great time, a great experience, um, great, you know... um, fun thing to do it cost a lot of money but it was good fun um but it's good to be back podcasting and seeing your happy little face through the zoom my friend but how have you been moon face um good (laughs) i've been good been very very busy but very grateful recently i've been feeling very uh grateful of my position and in life in that I feel very lucky to have the freedom with the job that I have and to have the people around me that I have and to live where I live and just all of the privileges and things that I have I've just been feeling very fortunate recently like in a just feel feel good feel lucky good that's a good feeling to have I'm glad you feel that way (laughs) Well done. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's nice. That's really well, nice. I, I just, I think um, I've, I've spent a lot of time like uh, dissecting and balancing and trying to reconcile and work all of, you know, my things out from childhood to adolescence to my 20s to everything. I just feel, I'm in just like a really positive space and yeah like i i haven't spoken about it too much uh on the podcast but it's like i have been very fortunate to 
like my job is very much like I can do what I want and if I can work put in what I want and not put in if I don't want to put in if I want to spend time doing different projects like I've, I'm very lucky um and I realize that not everybody has that like a you know and um yeah and I'm very fortunate for my family like you know my wife and son and everything I'm just really happy and fortunate and this podcast like I, I miss it um you know in our time away but in a good way it's like to appreciate that as well and appreciate our friendship dom like i am so so grateful for like uh like if i didn't have this with you is this too much is this gonna push you over the edge is this gonna make you uncomfortable am i making you uncomfortable <laughs> no no nice... I... go for it i like it i'm enjoying it i just say nice things I, about oh, <laughs> i will I, our friendship is very much um it's like a, it's very healthy uh like it's not you know men notoriously don't talk about their feelings so often or particularly with each other and we are very open and honest with with those kind of things um but it's just i think our friendship is the greatest example of a really great friendship that i have in in my life like as in i don't have a another friendship that can even rival it in terms of just all it's like the Declan Rice of friendships he's just well-rounded you know I mean he's just great with all, all the aspects um yeah so I'm very grateful for it and grateful that you entertain me or entertain you know three hour conversations about the free willy trilogy you know and <laughs> things that i'm never going to have an opportunity to talk about in such detail and i feel so comfortable with you you know it's um it's a blessing and i feel blessed to have all the you know our ravens with us yeah i guess i just feel in a very thankful mood so yeah it's nice to be away sometimes to be able to get some perspective and appreciate what what we got going on yeah definitely that's such a nice you know nice start to the podcast as well so i appreciate that and and you saying that and it's good that you're in a good space and hopefully it stays that way for a very very long time to come you know if not forever so yeah awesome man i said to you before we started the podcast i wanted to say nice things to you before and you just jumped in (laughs) with that and made me look like what i was going to say is reactionary but you know it's ridiculous no, I'm kidding. <laughs> what I wanted to say is, like, I'm so glad that you suddenly decided that you wanted to do a podcast because although, like, we we lost, we know we lost contact, like, in our teens, went separate ways, different schools, different things going on, different groups of friends and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, but, you know, you, you decided that you, we sort of reconnected a bit, you know, when you got married and then a few occasions after that and that was kind of it really wasn't it it was just kind of see each other mm-hmm. once every three years it probably wasn't even yeah. once a year it was just like so se- like separated and then but that mm-hmm. but that bond has always really been has always been there it's never really like broken we've known that we we've got a uh, a strong connection as friends and we we have had for a very long time and um when you said i want to do a podcast i thought okay this is going to be weird but <laughs> uh, no, like, I genuinely thought oh, this is going to be a bit weird this is going to be strange and that was just a movie one <laughs> you know um, <laughs> yeah. it's like who's going to want to listen to us to like rattle on about films and stuff but actually 
I want to listen to us too, rather than about films. You know, I want to talk to you and, <laughs> and, and talk crap and, you know, do say whatever we want to say, because that's all that matters really is <laughs> that, you know, we entertain each other and we have a good laugh and we talk about some serious stuff, but we're mostly pretty much here to try and make each other laugh, I think. And, um, it's a great feeling. And I'm so glad that we have this like forever connection now. So good yeah well yes and thank you and that's and you put so much work into it as well and sometimes i feel like a very bad lazy person but you you put you put so much effort into this but given what you said about being privileged you know i guess that's yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's true though that's true i i i I, that was part of it i was thinking if i didn't if i had the job that i like used to have before um, starting my own business and whatever I don't even know if it, it wouldn't be possible I don't think I'd had enough time to do it because I used to work days and nights and whatever and I know that you obviously have a busy work schedule so a lot of it is actually because it's possible because I had had the time especially at the beginning when when I used to edit the podcast I would listen I had to listen to the whole thing and stop and pause and whatever like I didn't have like a system worked out where now we can edit it we barely edit do we but <laughs> It's done in like 10 minutes yeah. where it used to take like six hours to edit one episode of the podcast. Um, but yeah, that, a lot of that is afforded by uh, fortune, being fortunate with my work situation. But can I just say, you know, I didn't just want to start a podcast. It had to be with you. I, I feel like I remember telling you that, that it had to be with you because I knew that we had that chemistry and that there would it would be good i knew it would be good um and i like to think that it is um but what what's what i like about it is it's like our rekindling of our friendship is documented Mm. um through 150 podcast episodes (laughs) and in in our like age bracket that we're in now and basically when you when you become an adult you don't really do things like this with friends so you don't have a three hour like phone conversation Mm with a friend you, you, it just doesn't happen anymore and it's actually really healthy to have that to have that outlet um and so that's guess what that's what i'm trying to say is that it's kind of like a void that was missing for me is having uh that friendship and we i feel like we've filled it with this um and yeah i'm really grateful for it and we, i have such a laugh with you and it's like our friendship isn't a historical thing like if i were to think of you and me as a partnership it's now in the present this is the best stuff that we've ever done Mm. you know and the memories that we've got from when we were kids are also amazing memories but it's like this is this is the pinnacle you know what i mean (laughs) i think previously if we would have met up and whatever every three years or whatever it would have been thinking that was the pinnacle playing on climbing frames and playing mighty duck ice hockey on grass in the garden and stuff if you know what i mean so yeah there we go awesome let's put it let's put it downhill now because it's too much it's too too much love in here um uh while while you was away i got um so i haven't told you this because this is the time to tell you i got approached uh on my like personal instagram uh, to do an interview um, as like a One Tree Hill super fan. So it's kind of a, uh, there's this project going on um, that someone is making. It's a fan-based sort of like 
documentary kind of thing that's going to mark the 20 year anniversary of one tree hill um that will be next year in 2023 i think february 2023 potentially and uh they asked if i would basically answer some questions and like record them so i just recorded my answers and then submitted them but i was thinking that uh it would be amazing if you could do it as well um but you wouldn't have seen the whole show right but by 2023 so in like a year's time from now you would have seen what up to season six mm-hmm. by that point so i was thinking maybe you could submit yours to go into it like closer to the deadline point so that you can have six seasons of, of context um but it'd be really interesting to see what your answers to the questions would be because there's the same questions for every person but it's things like how has one tree hill changed your life when was the first time you watched it um you know things like that <laughs> where yours is going to be <laughs> right and under very peculiar circumstances yeah. you have people watching you watch one tree hill for the first time <laughs> yeah very odd very very odd yeah i mean it'd be it'd be interesting i mean they haven't asked me for the information so it doesn't really matter what it'd be interesting to answer the questions but it doesn't necessarily need to no, they're, go. No, the people can submit themselves as well. Oh, okay. Like they, it's, it's a website where they, they... The woman reached out to me because I think she follows... I'm assuming she follows our podcast or uh, or she followed me on Instagram anyway. And um, Of course she's a listener. Who isn't? Yeah, for sure. Ridiculous. For sure. <laughs> um, and, she, and she asked if I would fill in these questions and whatever. And then... But there's a website that's all about it. I think it's called one tree hill film project.com something like that and uh but on there it says there's two ways of you submitting your stuff we either will ask you or just submit it anyway um you know so but i'm sure that she would be interested in your in in your in hearing yours because it'd be what 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 would your answer be like as as of how it stands right now um when was the first time you watched it It'll be the end of 2020, end of 2020 right? isn't it? Like August 2020? Yeah, about August 2020. Yeah. And how has it changed your life? It's changed your Wednesdays. It's certainly changed my Wednesdays. It's made me incredibly tired on Thursdays <laughs> um, due to complete lack of sleep. And that's the people in the watch-alongs fault. <laughs> that's, that's Mike's Mike's fault, it's and Mike. Mike and his gang. He's kind of formed a gang of people that stay on. They just after. linger, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Um. But you know, I, I think things have changed for me at, at a period of watching this. Not necessarily because of watching this, but mm-hmm. you know, you, you kind of look at. I always liken it to the the Keith scenario of right, fuck it, I'm going to do what I want to do now in life. And, you know, I, I ch- changed job, but, you know, after doing a job for so long, like literally 17 years of doing the same job, um, well, obviously different jobs within that, but working for the same people for so long and in such a shitty industry where you're so undervalued and treated like crap. Um, and you just sort of take it because there's always a carrot dangling on a stick over your head and you're just chasing the carrot forever. Um, but yeah, changing industry, finding a job I absolutely love and, and enjoy, 
um, getting my own place, you know, all sorts of loads of things happened to me in the, in the course of that, in, in that year and that, in that time span. So it's kind of got a, it's got its own connection to it, hasn't it? You know, and that, that kind of Keith path and journey up until he gets killed is, um, <laughs> you know it's, it's quite it's quite that's the, it's quite that's a the finale one. for you yeah that's when it. i come over to yours with a gun <laughs> you find it on the floor <laughs> yeah well um would you would you were already with your girlfriend when we started podcasting yeah yeah so that that was already there but, okay but, i didn't know if we could throw some more stuff on you know <laughs> that was already a thing <laughs> okay we can't give one tree hill any credit for that but definitely not well, and speaking of that, it is official in 11 days' time. You and I, I and you, yeah. will be going on a road trip. We will. We'll be going to a really nice place in the UK. It's, for, for you international listeners, you, they're not going to be aware I'm talking about Sheffield. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm more excited about the drive. <laughs> to be honest, because I think you're going to be ridiculous. <laughs> well, so for people that don't know, Sheffield's like in the Midlands, and it is a really beautiful area in terms of it's near like the Lake Lake District or Peak District, one of them. Yeah, one of them one of like our national parks and um but it's a city and there's like a horror con- a horror convention so not a comic con it's a horror con and our man Craig Sheffer Keith is going to be there as a guest and Dom and I had tickets and we also will definitely be meeting him because we have a photo with him mhm so we're gonna get a. I, I we got tickets, so it's a photo each. But what I really want is just a photo of us with him together. Like, do you think they're gonna let us do that? But then, considering we were paid for two tickets, we should re- like can we should get two should get photos two, then, shouldn't we? Of us both with him. Yes. Yeah. Because then I can do the Chad Michael Murray mask. Definitely. I've got two. We could both wear one. Have you got a Dan one? <laughs> and I'll bring a gun. <laughs> That would be great. (laughs) Who did it, Lucas? Who did it? Yeah, you're shouting to me, open your eyes. And I'm like trying to do, open the the eyes on the mask. (laughs) He can't open his eyes. (laughs) But we we will definitely meet him. And what the reason we're going is because we are going to try and charm our way into an interview with him in person. But obviously that we will then air on the podcast. I reckon... I reckon we. I reckon we could. I reckon we can. I reckon if we're both having a picture of him, he might be like, "Oh, like, thanks for coming, thanks for supporting." He'd be like, "You know what, Craig or Craig? We." D- <laughs> Firstly, that's I like that. <laughs> Cover your bases. Firstly, I don't know if I mispronounced your name wrong or right. One of these is which one is it? Next in line? Oh, God, I missed my shot. Ah, shit. <laughs> Simon, <laughs> I fucked you up. <laughs> he prefers Craig. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got the name right. <laughs> um, now we've established your name. Uh, we do a One Tree Hill podcast. We're current. We're live. Better than drama queens. 
we're slightly ahead of drama queens and we would really like the opportunity to just have five minutes with you just to discuss your experiences we've already spoken to paul we had paul for a whole two hours we've spoken to barbara allen woods we've spoken to several other people you know key <laughs> members of the cast i'm hoping that sean aka principal turner will eventually reply to my message that he has he failed will. to do so so far um give it time would you be interested in just having a little sit down with us and a little conversation you know when you're when you're kind of free when you're done here we're happy to wait around and he'll be like uh okay <laughs> and then i'll say daddy i mean keith <laughs> i mean craig <laughs> it's craig <Martin. laughs> yeah well i think we've got a potential in as well because the so we're going on the sunday it's actually a two-day event and um but the the guy that's like the guest liaison like the who manages all of the guests is like a friend like an internet podcast friend he's like someone that i've done like might i have mighty ducks and mad props with he's like a uh he directed his own independent film he used to be a battle rapper it's like someone i've followed he's like a toy collector um he's a really cool guy um and he is running things so he's going to be with craig for the whole weekend so i instantly that's how i found out about it because he posted it on his instagram and i was like what Ooh. the fuck wow <laughs> like i was like what i was like you know this is a big deal for my podcast and he was just like and i was like oh, i've got to come and interview him like if we can and he said well i'll be with him for the whole weekend so i'll try and feel him out for you and try and like be like hey i've got i've got these guys coming that do a podcast will you speak to him for a bit like so he's going to be working on him from the inside as well so i'm actually hoping that when we get there hopefully theo the guy's name um could just introduce us to him yeah you know and be like oh these are the guy from the podcast or get us in the green room you know, right. the holding pen of all the celebrities and we can, you know, just chat to him. We don't need to chat to anyone else that's there. Well, he said, Theo said that um, he reckons that his table, because I think they all sit at tables and stuff, um, and you can just line up. I think he said his table is more than likely going to be a bit quiet uh, because there's some other people there that are like the headliners. So I think like Nick Frost is going to be there um, and some other people like the, like, famous in the horror world um so that i'm really hoping that is the case and then we'll be like well craig you you're not really up to much right now what horror film was he in I, i'm not something allowed, in the 80s i'm not allowed to look these people up i might so i have no idea what else he's been in other than one tree hill something big in the 80s like he was really famous before one tree hill well like famous okay i guess not to us but to like the <laughs> generations before us Okay. <laughs> there were films that I'm like, I don't know what these are. Do you want me to... It's on the website, the Horrorcon website. Do you want me to... Uh, like, it, One Tree Hill was the last thing that was written on his bio. Oh, okay. Um, all right, let me tell you. Okay, so Craig Sheffer. So there's also going to be Graham Humphreys. Heard of him? Nope. Okay. Nancy Loomis. Well, he was in, I don't know, weird stuff. Um, <laughs> Nancy Loomis, who was in Halloween and The Fog. Charles Cyphers, who was in Halloween. 
Andrew Diboff, who is in Wishmaster, Nick Frost, Shaun of the Dead, Jonathan Breck, Jeepers Creepers, Asia Argentine, Argento, is in Land of the Dead, and Malcolm McDowell, who is in Halloween and Clockwork Orange. And Craig Sheffer? Uh, right, and Craig Shepard. Right, but we're only there for Craig because we don't know any of these people. Craig Sheffer was in... Well, I'll just read you this. It said, Craig's earliest film role was as the best friend to troubled teenager Emilio Estevez of Mighty Ducks fame. Of Mighty Ducks in. <laughs> <laughs> in That Was Then, This Is Now, from 1985. He played a a reformatory camp inmate in Fire with Fire in 1986. Heard of that? No. Me neither. And an antagonistic rich kid in Some Kind of Wonderful in 1987. Um, And the love interest of Ricky Lake in Baby Cakes in 1989. I've never heard of any of them. Um, but he is most likely best known to horror fans as the protagonist hero Aaron Boone in Clive Barker's Nightbreed in 1990. So that's what he's there for. Nightbreed. Nope. Shall I watch it before we go? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? He also starred alongside Brad Pitt as author Norman McLean in Robert Redford's A River Runs Through It runs through yeah right river runs through it in 1992 heard of that it sounds familiar but i don't i've never seen it me neither (laughs) sheffer's other films include fire in the sky head above water sleep with me and sleep with me sheffer also played the leading role of the villainous detective joseph fawn in clive barker's franchise sequel hellraiser inferno and then he also played fan favourite Keith Scott on the CW Network series One Tree Hill for three seasons. In 2016, Sheffer starred alongside Steven Seagal in Code of Honour. Most, re- most recently, he starred as Richard Nixon in American Horror Story Double Feature. Oh, wow. I guess I can look at his IMDb now because he's not in One Tree Hill anymore. No. Still no? Okay. 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 I don't want you to, okay. just in case. Fair enough. Fair enough. Please. No, no, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. Oh, God, look, Simon's sweating now. Jesus. (laughs) I don't know. fine. No. I I know that he get, like, because obviously he was mentioned in the the episode that we're going to talk about tonight. So Mm. I guess he'll still, if he's still mentioned, it will still credit him. So I will not look him up ever. So I'll wait till the end of season nine. I'll go full nine and then I'll do it. Thank you. Then just go crazy on IMDb yeah. on all of them. Um, I wanted to do something very quickly. It's really not One Tree Hill related, but I thought you'd appreciate it and find it funny. Um, yep. In that um, I didn't get a reply from Sean, which is really sad. Um, but I do have a message from my dad that's quite ridiculous. <laughs> and I thought, okay, excellent. <laughs> I thought I'd read it out and share it with you because you'd be able to like figure it out in your head. So this is just message from my dad today this is communicating with my father and 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 how it went so not on the phone this is by text message which probably took him three hours to write but it says hi you have a letter here (laughs) i put okay thank you does it look important i don't know 
feels like a card inside. <laughs> so, uh, okay, probably not important then. I'll get it when I pop over. Okay. And okay is O dot space K dot. And then, <laughs> and then literally an hour later, literally an hour later. Hi. <laughs> have you got a four holes puncture? <laughs> Meaning, have you got a four hole punch? You know, the hole punches. Yeah. yeah. Have you got a four hole punch? Paper. Uh, yeah. Hello. Uh, no, I don't even have a two hole punch. So he replied, okay, thank you. Uh, I have a two-hole punch if you need it. (laughs) (laughs) That is the perfect response. You asked me if I had a four-hole punch, and I said, no, I don't even have a two-hole punch. And you went, I've got a two-hole punch. What's the fucking point of that? Just use it twice. (laughs) You're just bragging at this point. Yeah. (laughs) If you want to make four holes, just use it twice as well. It's not difficult. Come on, man. What? That's hilarious. So I've decided the new segment is conversations with my father. Your dad's text. Oh, that's so good. Any messages I have from my dad, then I will share here. Just the ridiculousness of him. (laughs) That's hilarious. You know, um, I mean, my dad doesn't message like that. My dad's pretty good with the phones and stuff. It, it's a lot of um, the hammers emojis and then like kissy face emoji, which is lovely. <laughs> um, but my my dad's not. Um, I think it's that generation. Like they're not. He's not. He doesn't talk about emotions very often. Like as in, sometimes I'll be really emotional with my dad. You know, like uh, like telling him nice things and that I love him and things and whatever. And he'll always be nice and be like, you know, I love you too and things. But they're not that. It's a different breed that mm. generation. You know, like there there's been times where my dad has said really sentimental things to me, and it's like they mean so much more because it's not the norm like when we the day that we moved into our current house i remember my dad just telling me like how proud he was of me and i was just like i'll never forget it i can remember exactly where i stood and it's like because it's not and i think maybe our generation or the generations beneath us sometimes maybe we're we give the emotion so much it means less that probably contradicts everything we just said at the beginning of the podcast but do you know what i mean it's like if when someone turns around and says something, yeah, it can have a bigger impact. I don't know what I'm talking about. That was hilarious. Yes, you must <laughs> you must keep sharing, please. I will. I will. I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. My dad doesn't doesn't give off any sort of emotion or care or pride or anything about me or my brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But when he does, then it means a lot. Do you know what I mean? Well, it hasn't happened in 34 years, so... <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know that he's proud of you. You know that he loves you. Like, I guess. You know. <laughs> he does. He does. He does. Um, but it's just... I just mean it means... It means more. Like, you know... Like, I can look at my dad and know. I know that he loves me. I know how he feels. Um, yeah, it's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. Um, also on One Tree Hill, they just had a big convention in Paris. Um hmm last weekend is that why you went and, uh, <laughs> no <laughs> just convinced, <laughs> it was a weekend before convinced your wife to go there for her birthday <laughs> i had loads of people message i put it on my story that we were like you know doing paris things we went to like the something's got to give uh restaurants like one of 
F's favourite movies and, and mine because she loves it as well so much. Um, and people knew we were there and I had so many messages being like, oh my God, are you there for the convention? And I was like, I didn't even know there was one. And <laughs> <laughs> now I'm frantically Googling. Uh, but they had loads of people there. They had uh, Joy, James, Paul, um, lots, lots of characters you haven't met yet. I'm just trying to think of other ones that you'd know that you've been introduced to. But there's, there's no way they're going to... Craig. There's, Craig. No, there's no way they're going to Paris and not coming over here. They well, must have come over is, here at some point. Well, this is what I'm thinking about with Craig Sheffer. He must have gone home because he's... So he was in Paris last weekend and he's going to be here in the UK in two weeks. But he, do you think... Or do you think he's stayed around Europe for like three weeks or would you just fly back to LA I'm assuming and then come back probably stayed around Europe might have other things going on might have other conventions happening or you know other stuff happening he's sticking around for what do you feel confident that we could get a um interview with him like I'm determined uh knowing how determined you are yes I'm confident because I've seen what you do <laughs> should, should, I also thinking should we get him a uh, Keith what a slab of beef hoodie printed and give it to him as a gift we can do I can be like should we wear I thought them? that could be a that could well I thought maybe we should wear them and then give him one and I was like hoping that he would see the funny side of it and I was thinking what if it goes the other way and he's like how dare you print things my with face. my face on oh, and God. whatever do you know what I mean? And we'll be I'm like, quite... this is from your website, and then we'll just walk off and never ever talk to him. <laughs> no, no, just not talk to him again. Just just disappear. Just in the wind. Just scatter, scatter, scatter. And then we just disappear. We... He'll never, ever, ever, this... ever, ever find us. We're like, this is Craig Sheffer official merch, isn't it? Yeah. This is from... I actually wanted you to sign this. It's from your fucking website, you dickhead. And then we'll just run. Just leg it. <laughs> Call Craig Sheffer a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. So we've got a film our road trip like i think we should film it sort of vlog style so we do like we'll do it on my phone and i'll piece it all together at the end so we'll do little like like captain's log like star trek you know we're checking in here we're in the car checking in here we just stopped off at mcdonald's oh no you haven't you don't do mcdonald's anymore do you it's just been a while we'll do mcdonald's it's fine i've got no issue with that do you want me to drive well, I, I thought you drove last time, so I thought... Let, yeah, but I drove to Westfield. That's 45 minutes away. This is about three hours away. No, it's okay. I think I'm I'm ready for it. I'm prepared. I'm ready. I've geared my... I, I would say I figure that... We could split the driving. I could drive your car. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind. I won't crash it. See how we get on. See how we get on. But yeah, you drive to mine. If you can drive to mine, then I'll drive there because it's going up, isn't it? going up we going we going up the a1 but um here's the other thing right is i'm hoping that you're gonna have the time of your life with me you're gonna have a lovely day and you're gonna want to do it again because if this goes well Mm -hmm. our boy chad oh no you back well hang on dom he was meant to (laughs) Guess what? He was meant to be in Liverpool on the same fucking day. 
And I was going to say, let's go to Sheffield and get Craig and then keep going and get Chad in the same fucking day and then come back down because he was at a Comic-Con, but he cancelled and pulled out because, like, he just got scheduled into a film or something. Like, you know, a movie role he couldn't turn down, one that the fans would appreciate. This is what he said on Instagram. I feel like you want to comment on that. I want to say something about Hallmark and will anyone really watch it? And the budget is probably less than what we get from Patreon, but whatever. <gasps> the wind has been taken out of my lungs <laughs> and from out of my... Oh, my God. The levels of disrespect. It is also Chad Michael Money, isn't it? This is what, what? I say. <laughs> Chad Michael Money. This is what I say now. He's just... He's in it for the cash. If this skeezer can get an episode of something for anything... He's doing it. Oh, my God. Do you really think he's in it for the money? Because he actually came out recently saying that he's turned down a lot of roles of things that would have been potentially lucrative or whatever because it went against his Christian beliefs. I mean, I have absolutely no prior knowledge or external knowledge of this person other than what I know from you in One Tree Hill. So I do this just to wind you up. So no, I don't think that at all, but I think it's funny calling him Chad Michael Money. No, it's funny. That is funny. <laughs> well, he, his, um, so because he's had this filming come up, he said that he's rescheduling to go to the next Comic-Con in Liverpool, which is going to be in November of Why this year. Why are they in Liverpool? <laughs> Answer that now. Why are they in Liverpool? <laughs> it's... You mean why not in London? <laughs> yes, basically. It's quite far. Even Birmingham, even Birmingham would be better. Well, how Sheffield's about three hours, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Like one way. And what's Liverpool? Like five. About that, yeah. I've been to Liverpool before. It's really nice, actually. But come on. Go all the way to Liverpool to see Chad Michael Murray. No, but it's for sorry, the podcast sorry, sorry. to get an interview. Yeah. 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 We could do it in a day. <laughs> and it's a Comic-Con. Comic-Con, yeah. What was he in that grants him access to be a... Celebrity at one of these events. <laughs> Comic Con's not the same anymore. Like I, I well, not anymore. I didn't go to. I've been to a couple Comic Cons. Um, I went once. I've told you this. I've been already to meet Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future. Mm. Um, I just I saw he was at Comic Con. I was like, I'm going. I have to go. I went with my friend Greg, um, which was fun. You met Greg the barbecue had. He had a kid as well, and his kid hit my kid, and I shouted out that his kid was aggressive or something. Star Trek Greg. Star Trek Greg, yeah. <laughs> his kid wasn't aggressive, but I was just like, <laughs> I was like, violent, he's violent. He's lovely, lovely kid. Uh, anyway, uh, and then I used to, I used to, I supported someone to go, like when I um, was working as a support worker. And they're not really about comic book movies anymore. Like, they have that, but they just have people. There are people there from The Walking Dead. Yeah, but there'll be people there from. Okay, there'll be people there from, like, Cobra Kai. um, (laughs) A lot of Star Trek, Star Wars, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) The Comic Con one will. It'll have loads of people like that. Mm. Doctor Who, all that sort of stuff. But we will have a great time. Uh, but come on, we 
to get the protagonist an interview with the I mean again none of this would be guaranteed we'd have to be charming our way into an interview with him um I th- I think it's going to be easier I know this sounds really bad but it's gonna be, it will be easier with Craig Sheffer than it would Chad Michael Murray a hundred percent it would I mean yeah. Craig, the thing with Chad Michael Murray is I don't mean this meanly or anything like that but he is he's a le- he is a legit celebrity, right? Like he could be walking down the street in Wellin, and people are going to know who he is, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Like because he was in things like movies, like Cinderella Story, House of Wax, like all these other things, right? <laughs> uh, Freaky Friday. What is your problem? <laughs> I'm the only person in the world that he could have walked past. I'd be like, he looks familiar, but I don't know why. <laughs> Just carry on. I wouldn't well, care. Not now. <laughs> not now. No, now. then. I mean, previously. Previously. Okay. Well, hypothetical scenario. You're walking down the high street in the very small village that you live in. <laughs> you know, there's, calling it a high street is, you know. It's pushing it. It's, it's pushing yeah, it. has a school, yeah. a shop. And a hairdresser that I've never seen open. <laughs> <laughs> never. Never. I've never, never seen it open. It's never been shut down, but it's it's always been there, but I've never seen it open. That's crazy. Yeah. And no cash point. There's, no, it's really annoying sometimes. Sometimes I need money for football and I've got to go to Hatfield and risk my life to get money out. I was thinking this the other day. They need to update this with like I don't even take my wallet out anymore. Like with Apple Pay, do you use Apple Pay? <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> but do you use Apple Pay for everything? Yeah. Do you know that the limit is ten thousand pounds? Yeah, I didn't know there was a limit. <laughs> okay. Well, did you know on, on contactless with your what debit are you buying card, for ten thousand pounds that you've hit that limit? You sneaky Chad little... Chad Michael fu- Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, a 10 minutes with Chad is 10 grand. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I just go to him at the Comic-Con. There's a 10 grand limit. What, what do you need? <laughs> I'll tap anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the contact list, right, it's a £100 limit. And um, obviously, you know about my OCD and things. It's a bit of a nightmare for me to click in the chip and pin hmm. because that is absolutely horrendously filthy right if you put a black light on that i don't even want to know right so i love the fact of i just thought of something that i want to get you i've uh, i should have got it when i was at in new york i've seen them before and i saw saw just the stick the stick thing you get a little it's like a key have you seen this it's like it's like a key it's a key so it's like a a loop and a, a fairly long metal bit about that big it's really bad on a podcast, and but that big, it's about yeah, three inches long. <laughs> don't, don't, naughty girl, <laughs> <laughs> and it has a like an angled bit on it as well, so it's like that. Yeah, and you can use it to press, press buttons, buttons and open doors and all sorts. You never, yeah. you never have to touch anything again. Well, that's yes. I do need one of those. I'll get you one. But then, then you have to touch it to put it back in your pocket, though. Yeah, but it's much more hygienic than touching actual handles and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And it's wipeable. I mean, it's wipeable. Yeah, just take wipes with it. You're wipeable. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I have many daily showers. So that's, <laughs> but yeah, the um, but so because the contact this is a hundred pound. I think because like petrol and diesel have gone through the roof now, right? Like to fill the car up, it's more than a hundred pounds, and I would like get to like ninety nine and just stop because I don't want to um, touch the pin pad, right? Yeah, yeah. But then F um, F told me there's like a ten grand limit because she had to pay for something expensive. It was like down payment on her new car, and she did it through her phone. I was like, that is incredible. Mm. <laughs> like you don't ever have to touch anything again yeah yeah I, um, I, apple pay everything i've got both both the cards that i use are on my apple pay double tap go done f- phenomenal mm. it's a game changer but what my point is is football needs to sort it out because <laughs> oh right, yeah to collect money <laughs> yeah just can't there just be like um you paypal someone separate you know you just transfer your money somewhere just tra- yeah, transfer your money to one person and then that person pays in cash. Something. Or something, yeah. yeah. I've overpaid the last two weeks as well because I just... Me too. I, I'm i just going to let it amount up and then be like, I've got a free week. Dave's got that money, so he could do that. Oh, yeah. I'm not bothered. I just mean, like, when it gets to, <laughs> I don't know, six weeks' time where I've overpaid by 50p enough, then I'll just be like, yeah, I don't need to pay this week. Okay. Should we discuss One Tree Hill now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, but hang on. Wait, my point is, though, we got to get... We will get Craig Sheffer. It will definitely be harder with Chad Michael Murray. Definitely. Especially if he's someone that, like, would probably have, like, a you know, a publicist or, like, a PR person and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. But we got to just chance it, even if it's just for two minutes. You yeah. Know? And I want to put this out there to, to the Ravens that are listening... And the pigeons, but you know, your ravens in my heart. Um, if I had one, um, do you think Craig <laughs> Sheffer will appreciate the Keith as a slab of beef hoodies that we have, or is he going to be horrendous about it and we're going to have to blame him for it and run away? I'd really like to know. So, you know, message Simon, <laughs> let him know. <laughs> Inundate the inbox. Well, I also was thinking. This is the first uh, cast member we're going to meet in person. So I'm going to see if I can get him to sign something. And I was thinking, well, as I told you, didn't I? Or you must, I think you would have seen it on Instagram. I got the Deb's Den hoodie, right? The official, like the cast one, right? Um, And I love it. It's brand new. It's like never been worn, uh, but it's a size small. So there's nothing I can do with it. Like I, you know... I am not a size small, and this is. So I thought what I could do is get the get the, when we meet people, ask them to sign the back of it, okay. and then eventually I could like frame it and have it like here. And no, again, terrible podcasting. No one can see, but I could like have it here when we finish the podcast. It's kind of like a memento, you know. Um, what do you think? Do you think he would sign it? Yeah, definitely. Of course he will. We just paid him however well, much money to fucking get a picture with him. He's going to sign. If he doesn't sign it, I will hold him down until he does. Like Craig, well, Dom, the- sharpies in your hand. You're fucking signing the hoodie, son. <laughs> you're you're in London now, Sheffield, but London. <laughs> I'll cut you. <laughs> Slag. <laughs> but the thing is, Dom, is the option was 
you can so you had we you're gonna hate all of this i hate you're gonna hate all of this (laughs) you're gonna hate this is like i feel like i'm telling my dad what i spent my pocket money on why so disappointed why did you just buy never mind yeah (laughs) right so it was i think 20 so i bought this out of our patreon money and then split and then split the money off right so this this was paid for by you ravens um not you pigeons <laughs> yeah you, you did. pigeons if you want to contribute to meeting craig sheffer swear out come on through us meet him through us um make our dreams come true please <laughs> your <It> dreams was- <laughs> He's not on the list of people I want to fucking be. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on your list? Not Craig fucking Sheffer. <laughs> <laughs> he changed your life. I'm kidding. Okay. Oh, that's the other I'm thing. Kidding. I'm looking forward is to I've it. got the Keith no, Funko. Don't, don't. I thought surely he needs to sign that. What? Are you just going to take as much merch? Like, oh, I've got my fucking bit of the river court. You need to sign that. You can't just oh. turn up with 500 things and be like, Craig, I'm really sorry, you're going to have to keep signing shit. Or pretend to be part of the place and say, look, we've got these things that have come in. It's, it's, part, <laughs> yeah. it's part of your fee. Can you just a quick signature on all of these? Thanks very much. And then we just disappear. Get a work t-shirt from your mate. Just see if he can get you there some. There we go. Come on. Come on. Little pass. Okay. We're going. Green room. Craig, you're right. Merch is here for you to sign. Thanks very much. Have you seen this hoodie? Keith's a slab of beef. Yeah, I don't like it either. Let's let's throw them away. Um, oh, you do like it. Do you want to sign it? Would you like one? We've got one for you. It's almost, yeah. it's nearly new. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Dom written inside it. Please return to Dom. What is that? I gave you one, didn't I? I bought you one. For yeah, I've got something. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, good old July birthday, getting a hoodie, yeah. that's my wait okay hang on but dom here's the thing it was 25 pound entry each just to get into horicon yeah okay lauren's here do you want me to pause on this continue when lauren's here i want you to tell me in front of lauren are you gonna ask me are you gonna ask me what her tv choices are do you not want me to (laughs) i haven't (laughs) I find it, right? You can keep this in, to be fair, because we don't edit. I find it the hardest bit of my week. <laughs> I, do a, I do a lot of shit for work, right, that I don't always understand. And this is the hardest bit of my week. It's remembering remembering someone's TV shows. I find it very difficult. And I find it incredibly stressful. It's not the. It surprises me that that you're not stressed about finding a four hole punch. <laughs> I know I didn't. I know I don't have one, but he's got a two. Oh my one. god! You know, you know what to buy him for his birthday or Christmas. Hundred percent. It's a shame it's in December. I might just go and get him one and be like, "There you go." You should get it engraved. <laughs> right, let me let Lauren in. Get it engraved. Uh, you should. You idiot. When two holes aren't enough. Yeah. Hey, hey, Lauren. Hey. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Sorry, Simon How's just it? made me laugh. <laughs> I just, we, you came in at a dirt, <laughs> on a dirty joke of all things. Ooh, it's like I knew. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
What a good time his, to join. Dom's dad oh. is looking for a four-hole punch. Um, oh, do they call it that there in America? Like a, a paper punch. Oh, yeah. I was like, is this a sexual thing I haven't heard of? <laughs> well, that, that's basically what we just turned it into. But yeah. <laughs> Well, Lauren, we're just going to go straight in. I'll just sync this up afterwards. We'll make it work. Well, what's, uh, no, you won't. You'll just, uh, you won't even edit it. <laughs> One of your episodes, I did mess that up, I think, in season two. I, like, you told me that like I'd put it on Patreon and like it was all out of sync. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I had to go fix it. So Jumbled. Yeah. How, how are you? You've got the, the beautiful Dazzle Cloth jersey on. I do. It is hotter than a hoochie coochie in texas wow (laughs) it's it's like over it feels like over 100 it's like high 90s yeah all right that's hot and yeah we will continue it will get hotter like in summer obviously i'm guessing yeah um but this is kind of like we're thrown into summer a little bit so i think it's perfect for wearing the jersey i almost think we don't we can't have a lauren episode unless you're melting (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unless it's like rated triple X and <laughs> not, it's not a Lauren episode. <laughs> well, uh, we need to start with with the with the fundamentals, and when we need to get your opinion on something important. We we were just talking about the fact that Dom and I will officially be meeting Craig Sheffer in. 11 days time at a like a comic-con thing here in the uk uh, but dom doesn't know how much money it's cost so i was about <laughs> to just break to him how much it's cost us um and we wanted your opinion but we'll, so we'll get back to that but before we need to know about your top five tv mm. shows not including one tree hill and if they've changed but before that we have to ask Dom, which is his most stressful part of the week, he just exclaimed. I find it so if difficult. you can remember what your TV shows were last time. Um. <laughs> That's the sound of confidence. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with, a, I'm gonna with a, a big hitter that we always chuck in. The Office. Mm-hmm. I, I know The Office is in there. Uh... <laughs> Uh, what else is there? Have you got any like sporty related ones? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is, oh my god! Yeah. Not is, that may, is it maybe the one? Yeah, that Total Betty. Friday Night Lights. Is it? Yes. Yep. Yes. That's two. That's two or five. I was less stressed about this already. Uh, now I'm totally fucked. <laughs> Hey, was, yeah, is Dexter, was Dexter one? No. You're just embarrassing yourself, no, Simon. No. no. <laughs> uh, okay, what else is there? Come on, Simon, we got to this. No, I don't think there was anything like Supernaturally, was there? Mm-mm. Nothing like that. You're not a vampire person. But uh, was there anything? Grey's Anatomy? Wait. Mm-mm. No. Did you finish Prison Break in the end? I haven't, because um, it was on Hulu and I lost my Hulu account. But now it's on Disney Plus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to like restart it. Start it because I kind of stopped in season two. But okay. 
Fair. Um, I don't think Friends was in there. Um, I hate Friends. I'm so sorry. I'm going to get some fan mail. Actually, you're going to get the fan mail about it, not me. So. Yeah, I can't stand Friends. <laughs> No, that that's we get that. That's fine. I actually I have a story have about um, when I was in Wilmington. Um, we were staying at this hotel near the beach, and it only has enough parking spaces for each room. So each room has an assigned parking space. And this car that had a friend's um, sticker in the back window always parked in my spot. Always. So. My sister says that's why I don't like friends. I didn't like friends before that, but that didn't help either. So. Should have done a mouth and just lobbed a brick through it. <laughs> <laughs> Found someone with a big wing. <laughs> Wilmington made me think Dawson's Creek slash Gilmore Girls. Mm-mm. Are they? No. Ah, oh, damn it, like Lauren, it's too difficult. They're getting colder. Well, actually, there is one North Carolina show on there. It's not filmed in North Carolina, but it is takes place in North Carolina. Ooh. This was not on my original list, so... Oh, okay. That's why we don't know it. <laughs> That's why you don't know... Yeah, so since One Tree Hill isn't on there, this one came in. Okay. Me and Simon are fading horribly at this. I mean, we got okay. two out of five. That's not horrendous. So okay. what we got, Lauren? What are your shows, updated or not? Okay, so the new one that got put in there is Outer Banks. The Netflix series. It's very I haven't heard. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is us. I think I mentioned oh. last time. Yeah. Yeah. Cuts right to the core of me. And Arrested Development. Oh, Arrested Development. I didn't mm-hmm. enjoy Arrested Development at all. <sighs> I watched. I watched I it didn't. all, and it just annoyed me. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it either. Ephany really likes it, though. Oh. Oh, really might be a bit strong. But she liked it more than me. But I know loads of people love it. I yeah. love it, love it, love it. I don't understand how you can like The Office but not like Arrested Development. I, I think maybe I need to re revisit it. Uh, I think when I watched it, maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind. or something Because shows like that I normally would like, and I think I, I probably would like it. But it's like Parks and Recreation, I'd... I, I, People love Parks and Recreation that love The Office, and I don't like Parks and Recreation. So maybe I need to re watch it and just kind of. Because it's Jason. Is it Jason Bateman? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Is the main yeah. guy. And I really like him. I like films that he's in and stuff. So, you know, I have no issue with him, but he's the only. He's like the focal point of normality, and then everyone else is an idiot. And sometimes that upsets me. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. Like everyone in The Office is a bit of an idiot. So I should like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's one of those shows that every time you watch it, you pick up something else that's really subtle and really funny. So. I'll give it another go. Yeah. That's a weekend. Done. Oh, yeah. Three seasons. Yeah, and the Netflix seasons they made, the Netflix-only seasons aren't worth it. So don't don't bother. Just do the first three. Okay, yeah. cool. Even easier. <laughs> Simon. Yeah, I'll get in there. I'm, I'm getting... <laughs> I still haven't done the last season of Dawson's Creek. I'd meant to start oh. it like a month ago, and I just haven't. Um, I oh, can't bring myself... You're that far in right now. Here. I didn't know you are that far in. One season left. It's been like a year, I think, almost. Probably a year too long. 
<laughs> it's good. I've enjoyed it. But everyone keeps saying that this season is trash. Like, this is sort of the this your season eight of One Tree Hill. Everyone keeps saying that season six of Dawson's Creek is really bad. Mm. Uh, I just haven't been able to bring myself to watch it. Um, and it also, it's a, it's... It takes a lot out of you to watch Dawson's Creek. It's very emotional. <laughs> like it is, it like is a bit draining. But once you start it, you really get into it and then you really like it. But it's kind of you build yourself up to it. Speaking mm-hmm. of building yourself up to things, um, Lauren, I think you sold me short on this Invisalign stuff. Some of this has been fucking torture. Like, it- <laughs> Like, it's all right now. Like, I'm sort yeah. of, I'm at week seven of 17. Um, oh, oh, my gosh. Wow. You have nothing to complain about 17 weeks? They weren't that bad. <laughs> you might have 17 uh, trays. 17 trays. Yeah, yeah. But they go every week, though. Are yours not every week? No. So I... No, they're supposed to be every 14 days, but I have this thing that accelerates, like it moves my teeth around. I put it in my mouth. It kind of vibrates my teeth. I put it in five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night. So I put my trays in for 10 days instead of 14. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. I was a seven. I'm just every seven days I have to do mine. And the first day I put them in, it's like painful because they're like super tight and then they sort of loosen up. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But my man, the dentist, like when I been going in, like he just like drilling my teeth left, right and center. Like I've come out, like I had this one tooth. I've basically been doing this for one tooth that had gone crooked at the bottom. He just like lobbed cut like half of it off. Um, <laughs> and then so, so like it will fit in the gap. Yeah. It's pretty barbaric. Like, dentistry <laughs> yeah i had that done when i like just when i first went in it hasn't been anything since maybe i don't know maybe yours are shifting so much that they need more space i don't know i think it's because mine were like they're, they're crowded at the bottom they're like crowded so we had to like make space to mm-hmm. be able to for them to straighten up um but yeah, it was pretty horrible, like, the when he's cutting all of the stuff and whatever. Um, I think I'm a bit squeamish with that stuff. Like, I told him that I was really nervous because, you know, like, numbs, numbs your face and everything. I was nervous he was going to chop my tongue off because I can't feel it anymore. And I was worried I was going to just, like, jolt my tongue and he would cut it off. And instead of doing the normal thing of being like, no, don't worry, that would never happen, he was like... Well, if I did cut your tongue off, it would be very fast healing because the mouth is one of the quickest healing it. And I was just like, do you know what? It's okay. Just, just, let's just do this. Let's go for it. Wow. <laughs> I, I must have not had the same thing done because I wasn't numb for any of it. But I thought they said they were shaving down the inside of my teeth. But maybe it wasn't as extreme as what you got done. I don't know. Well, he was shaving them. Like, he had, like, sandpaper that was, like, like oh. sort of shaving them in. And then, But then he was just with a drill, like, cutting some of them at the bottom. Oh. And it's, like, sort of, like, changed the shape. So, like, on top, they're very, like, flat across. When we're done, when in 10 weeks' time, I will put... I'm then going to get them whitened because I'm like, well, I might as well now. I've done all Same. of this work. Yeah. 
Right, okay, at the end. When we're in Wilmington in 2024, <laughs> it will be worth it. I'll look, you'll smile, I'll, there'll be a glimmer, I'll look and I'll be like, yes, Invisalign. You'll look at mine and hopefully it'll be the same be like, and everything will be good. <laughs> yeah. Smile yeah. with the little, yeah. I'll call you the Colgate kids. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> well, can we talk about this Horrorcon thing and then we'll hear it, we need to talk about your film. So what I was saying to Dom is, so it's, it's £25 to get into the convention each. So what's that, about $35? You were there recently, Dom, is that? Yeah, it's 30, $35. Okay. And then to get a picture with with Craig, 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 Keith, is, uh, was £30 each. So what's that, about $35, $40? Yeah. Now, what I was just saying to Dom is I want to take the the hoodie, the Deb's Den hoodie, and ask him to sign it, right, and get all the cast members to sign it once we sort of hopefully meet them in Wilmington. But if you want to get an autograph, it was another £25, which I didn't pay. So it's like, because I thought, well, we're then going to try and charm him into doing an interview. Um, but if we do an interview with him and I say, oh, would you mind signing this? Do you think he's going to be like, yeah, for twenty five pound. No, not at that point. I would think. So. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't think so. I, I reckon if you said we're going to go and meet Chad Michael Murray next, um, and this is the this hoodie or whatever we're taking around for all the cast to sign, I reckon he'll be like pleased to be the first one to sign it. Okay, well then we need to get two then because you need to have something. So it's for like this should be your memoir, like the, the Ravens jersey. Like you should get your Ravens jersey signed mm-hmm. or something. Oh, the one that. Oh no, the um, we haven't gotten the ones with the Keith Scott badge, right? <gasps> oh. And then get it signed in. Wait. And then get it signed in white and have it signed in white. That looks so dope. Yeah. Never mind. Next time, hey. But, but Dom, <laughs> you could take your white jersey and have him sign that on uh, the ravens bit i think it's better just having the one thing to i don't want to be too pushy just have him sign the one thing sign that that one thing because then we've got the excuse of we're taking this to uh, all the cast members as many of the cast members as we can get to sign it and he's the first one and that's kind of like the that's your in isn't it that's the that's the kind of focal point so i don't want to then go oh yeah can you sign my jersey please afterwards <laughs> it's just looking a bit stupid so <laughs> Or a bra that looks like Deb's bra. <laughs> I got this there rug. The <laughs> rug. Can you sign this rug, please? Jean jacket. Jean jacket. <laughs> Jean jacket and a bandana. Isn't that his thing now? Some Tim's. Can you sign my Tim's? Or I mean my basketball shoes? <laughs> well, I was saying to Dom, I should get him to sign his Pop Funko, right? Because it's a one of one thing so that's like a that would be a cool thing to have him sign but who knows we 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 don't even know if we can get him uh get an interview with him but the other thing is and maybe you can give would love to hear your opinion we are thinking of giving him a keith what a slab of beef hoodie as mm. like a gift but we didn't know whether he'd find that funny and that's great or he'd be mad that we've printed something with his face on it Oh, no, I think he would be cool with that. I mean, think about, there's a lot of famous people that 
they go to a basket, you know, an athlete and they, they're at a game and they see people with made shirts with their head on it. I don't think, I don't think he'd be offended. I don't know. I, I, I said to Simon that if, if we go and we have them on and we get, give him one and he's like, where the hell did you get these? What's this? This is, this isn't, you know, this, this isn't authorized. And we'll be like, we got it off your website, man. And then just run. <laughs> yeah. Or flip a table and run, you know, just yeah. create a version and run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then say if we've only got him for five minutes, what are some questions that we should ask him? Like questions that he hasn't been asked trying to be, you know, original ones. I haven't heard his Drama Queens episode, and we should probably, well, maybe we can't listen to it in the car. You think we could. I'll, I'll listen to it and let you know if you can listen to it, but so we don't copy their questions. Yeah, I don't remember what they asked. I mean, I just have all dirty questions like, was it good with Deb? Was it... <laughs> where you met i mean my questions yeah. are the same like Do you have any rug burn from that incident <laughs> <laughs> did you have to use savlon what kind of cream did you use for the chafing yeah there's <laughs> were like in real life craig moira or barbara <gasps> oh throw, god throw it out there. see what he says he's <laughs> <laughs> like i've had them both so i don't know <laughs> Uh, we call that Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it would be good to get something like some really like original. I had thought of something the other day that uh, it's gone from my from my mind now. But yeah, like some some good questions that he he might not have heard before. So yeah, I mean, has he been interviewed a lot? I, I get, kind of get the impression he hasn't. He kind of went off the radar. I mean, you can't find him on Instagram, right? Yeah, no, but I mean, he was at a convention in Paris last weekend with um, like all of like a big majority of the cast, and I think they do Q and A sessions and things, but I don't think they necessarily put them out like on YouTube or anything. Um, so he's probably been asked a bunch of questions, but I mean, uh, I, that I think that should be our initial question: is that we once did a freestyle rap about you and compared you to a slab of beef what's your comment just like go in like that you know no <laughs> you guys aren't looking approvingly i mean I'm, i'll have the car running <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll see we'll do our best but, but lauren what's another uh bad film that you love um i put down tommy boy I don't know if it's necessarily bad, though, but it's silly. I think that's got a good, yeah, that's got a good reputation, but yeah, we'll accept. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen it or heard of it. It's Chris Farley and mm. um, David Spade, right? Mm. Yeah. They're salesmen and they have to save their, Chris Farley's character has to save his dad's company from going under. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just crazy antics. They're out on the road, and I mean, it has some good one-liners. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily known as a bad movie, but you know, it's not. It's not highbrow stuff. I mean, 
like us here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, my well, um, is perfect. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, another thing, because we're we are edging closer into the second half of our podcast now, and that means we're getting closer to Wilmington and our trip there, which Mike thinks did the maths and planted it somewhere in mid-2024 is when we would be finished. And so I think it's time we start planning the trip. And with that in mind, there is a Instagram account that I follow and vice versa that is dedicated to the filming locations mm. of like One Tree Hill and Dawson's Creek. Do you follow it as well, Lauren? Yeah, and then I see that you like it. So, yeah. <laughs> We're, Excellent. we're on the same page yeah <laughs> love it yeah that's always reassuring when i see like you and you know other people from our community also on the page i'm like hey they're legit it's, it's mm-hmm. fine um well i reached out to i think it's a woman um and i reached out to her or him we'll find out um and they are going to come on the podcast in a few weeks time um because they're going to give suggestions of places to go and they have like i know that um obviously i know lauren that that you you've got the lowdown on on loads of these places this person's got really obscure places and Mm -hmm. i and they've they've assured me they know the location for everything so i'm talking like you know the bar that Brooke takes Lucas to in season one where they're playing pool and there's the tattoo reveal and things like that and all the different houses and all the different places and I think we need to start thinking if there's a particular scene or episode that we've really enjoyed and we got to find that place so like Dom if there's something you know like that sticks out to you from any of the seasons we should be you know pin marking them to go there but obviously we've got to go to river court we've got to go to like the school we've got to go to some of like the houses and things um the bridge where else where else do we need to go Lauren? um i mean yeah anyone's house like Haley, um nathan's peyton's lucas's i mean those are actually well lucas's or not lucas nathan's is actually kind of near a country club near a golf course um but the rest of them are all really close in downtown wilmington trick trick yeah you know what i noticed uh the episode where deb is trying to escape or she does escape from rehab that looks like the same apartment complex as nathan and Haley's house or apartment ah that's a good call yeah like coming out the little balcony bit Mm -hmm. yeah that was one of the funniest things i don't think i think it's it's only on our patreon but uh where dom and i at the very beginning we did like a little bonus thing and we went and did like a virtual tour because you gave us the apartment address oh yeah yeah i was on that yeah Mm-hmm. yeah yes and i remember <laughs> laughing so much on that and don was yeah. saying he was gonna like live in a closet or something i can't remember but good times well <laughs> dom is there a particular place you would want to go like you know like keith's body shop you know you know play, locations like that yeah i mean i'd quite like to see where um psycho Derek hit the ground when he was pushed out a window um by two people that'd be interesting and see the window and how that looks now <laughs> um 
I'm trying to think of any other place. Is 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 Dan's um, dealership? Is that a real place? Be interesting mm-hmm. to find out if that was real and go there. Yeah. Or, or has it actually burnt to the ground? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> Might maybe go there. Um, yeah. What else? What's quite obscure? Quite unique? I mean, the beach house. This is a bit of a beach house. That'd be a good one to go but to. I read somewhere that so the river court obviously doesn't exist, but we can go anymore. Like they, they it's just grass, I think now. But we can still go to that bit. But um, the hoop from it is in a museum mm. um, in in Wilmington, and I've seen like a picture that someone's like taken on their phone, and it looks like you could. You probably sh- you're not allowed to touch, I'm sure, but it looks like you could probably just lean over and touch it. And I like I've got pretty long arms, so I'm pretty sure I'd do it. And if I get kicked out, I'd be like, "Well, this is the only reason I came." As long as they don't deport me, you know. Yeah. Do you, when I was at uh, when I worked in the summer camp in America, some other British guys that were there, not that I didn't know them, they were just British and as well and came from the UK. They got deported because um, they got they got fired from the camp because they were drinking at night when the kids were sleeping and obviously not supposed to be doing any of that. And they got fired. But then being fired from camp meant they had like four days to get out of the country. Wow. And yeah. then not allowed, not allowed back in the US for like 10 years or something. It's crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, it was a big shock to me. I was like, i got to behave. <laughs> <laughs> Stop drinking. <laughs> yeah, I was okay. I, I was I was good. But, um, you know, but yeah, it's crazy. But good. So lots of things to do. We're excited. That'll be fun. Or we have to talk about this episode because we haven't yet, Lauren, at all. And this episode is a big one. There's lots to talk about. Lots of different pockets. They're all kind of perfectly split off, which is great for our podcast format. Lauren, where where do you want to start with this? Oh, God. First of all, I I want to say that I don't know why I chose this episode because I was like dreading watching it because it's just so stressful. You guys know I get pretty stressed out over. (laughs) So, um, you know, I I did watch it three times. By the end, I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's going to happen. You're like, oh, okay. Um, Anyway, um, I would say let's knock out Mouth and Rachel. Literally, if we could, but we can't, so. I was literally, literally in my head thinking, please say Rachel. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do it, Dom. Rachel is a waste of space. Waste of space. I made a little prediction that she was going to come back and she was going to be the one to save the day. She would like... For whatever reason, see Brooke going to Peyton's and follow her or pop over to Peyton's thinking, you know, you know, let's drag her to prom and make Brooke and her be friends again. But no, she literally served no purpose in this episode (laughs) other than to come back, piss off Principal Turner, make him look like he sexually harassed her and then disappear off back to the airport and take mouth with her. That's literally her episode. What a waste of time awful character i hope that was her last episode and we never see her again wow okay well that's Lots i mean just the, 
Yeah, I mean, the Principal Turner thing really annoyed me as well, because obviously we are big fans of Principal Turner here, and there was no need, no need for that at all. Um, And she, the thing that annoys me about Rachel is she continues to uh, lead Mouth on with this, well, I want to deflower you. Oh, you're... You're making me jealous. (laughs) Yeah, you're making me jealous and all of this kind of stuff and sort of using her um sexuality as this sort of uh, like holding him in this sort of force field um and uh, what what do you think Lauren how do you feel about her um yeah i i agree with kind of the last couple episodes where yeah she's had some redeeming you know acts of taking the fall for Brooke um and then here kind of like stepping up with mouth, but that's not enough in my eyes. I mean, it's still like, she's still a giant bitch when she does it. Like, <laughs> right. And I didn't like this whole mouth storyline of like, Oh, I'm a bad guy. And he puts on like these glasses and he looks like a total tool. I mean, <laughs> you know, and she made it seem like, you know, if you just reach inside you, you can be, you know, Mr. Cool. If, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over her. She's just annoying. I mean, she served her purpose. Like I can see why she brought in the show to kind of stir the pot. And she was kind of, you know, the rival of Brooke for, for so long. Um, But yeah, I think, I think she's a little expired at this point. And, And I think the him putting the glasses on, it's very like childlike. Uh, it reminds me of like in Big Daddy when the when the little kid puts the glasses on to be invisible. You know, like, he has a big suit on, like you said last week. Like it was way too big for him. Like I agree. Yeah, he was just playing dress up with a with a, a an escort essentially. <laughs> It's so true. I mean, he was one Bluetooth headset away from being a total dickhead, wasn't he? And and just thinking, what is wrong with this geezer? And why is she here? Just get on the plane and go. Nobody wants you around. Nobody. Even this eight-year-old that's wearing his dad's clothes doesn't really want you around. He's just stupidly decided to go with you. And the whole, oh, I came back to deflower you. Oh, fuck off. I hate her. I just cannot stand this person. Get I can't stand the term deflower. It's a very, regardless of who it's being said to, it's creepy. It's horrible. What does what does that mean? I have a flower, and you're going to take it. She's taking it away from you. Yeah. <laughs> There's no positive connotations towards deflowering anyone. There's no way of making that sound nice, is it? <laughs> anyway, yes. Okay. Well, do you have a prediction? for them dom <sighs> mid-air collision with another aircraft would <laughs> is, is that too extreme a little it's a little <laughs> extreme are you saying you wouldn't want to see mouth again are you have got hatred for mouth too i mean he's just so easily led isn't he and he is just a bit of a wet blanket it's just there's nothing to him is there really other than being a bit of a turd <laughs> <laughs> oh my god would you drive to Sheffield if Lee Norris was in Sheffield? Only if you were going. <laughs> you know I'd be going. I wouldn't go on my I, own. 
Lee Norris is probably a very nice person, but his character, like, literally, mouth will just, you know, Rachel flashes a bit of skin, and he's like, <laughs> you're like, okay, I'll come with you, you know. Like, well, you don't Pathetic. need to deflower him. He's gone already. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's happened, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, <God laughs> you know, happened, in, happened before you made it to the limo. Um, and she's just... Squeaking past Principal Turner. <laughs> oh, I'll go yeah. with you. Shoes are full. Um, <laughs> oh, she's just... Just... Uh, just an abhorrent human being. I just cannot stand that character at all. I mean, again, nothing, nothing against the actors, but their characters are horrendous. I hope we never see her again. That's her done. And he'll come back with his tail between his legs saying, no, we never slept together or something stupid like that. You know, there, there would be a continuous promise that, uh, sex was on the table and it didn't happen. Uh, and he'll just come back and have a little cry and, you know, probably ruin another clean teen's life. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Lauren, who's... I just hate Rachel so much. You told Colin Fickus it was like... <laughs> he needed to know. <laughs> Did he? I don't know. It just... <laughs> Did he? I'm pretty, su- I'm pretty sure I was like, Dom, what do you, th- Dom, what do you think of the show? I hate Rachel. Okay. <laughs> We're here to talk about Jimmy. <laughs> It's 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 her fault. Jimmy's dead. So, oh, that's how we brought it up. I think maybe Maybe. that was how we brought it up. (laughs) Okay. Oh, Lauren, did you know? I've been waiting to tell you this. Did I message you this? I can't remember. But we asked everyone of the questions uh, that everyone had written in. I put them into like a word document or in an email, and I'd sent it to Colin because he wanted the questions ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And your question was the only one that he said he wouldn't he wouldn't do he actually was like mine was just like a joke really but yeah i know i know and i knew that and i thought that um just throw it in what happens i'd hope that he would do it but that's why i made a point of saying it in the intro it was like a it was a, a tribute to your question yeah he said he wouldn't do it why he just said he wouldn't do the line reading oh hmm okay but he was really nice. Uh, I think yeah, he just... No, uh, it, it was purely yeah. a joke. And, and yeah, when you... I, I knew you kind of inserted it in there. So I, that was fine for me. But it works yeah. in situations. I love it. it it's, and there are odd situations to have. It's not like you'd ever think... Like if I... You wouldn't have ever thought watching One Tree Hill like 10 years ago that one day you'd be emailing jimmy edwards questions and he's not he doesn't want to do the line reading you know yeah yeah he was super nice i was like that was dom's like one of dom's favorite interviews we've ever done i keep talking about you like you're not here but i'm like that's proud that you enjoyed that one (laughs) it was a good one i really enjoyed it yeah it's great to talk to yeah for real he knows i hate rachel so it's all good yeah (laughs) He's like, that guy's got some real issues. <laughs> I suppose these two British guys, <laughs> one of them really hated Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, who's next, Lauren? Well, who else oh we got? Gosh. Okay. Um, let's go to um, Dan and um, Karen. 
you know, I was about to, I thought, I bet I bet Lauren's going to say Lucas and Glenda, and I was going to think, oh, someone from that pair was on our podcast. And then I thought, then you just said, you said Dan and Karen. I was like, someone from that pair has been on our podcast. Like, that's a, a few of these people are creeping in. Um, let's do it, Dom. I'm well, assuming you want Dom to do these synopses. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Dan and uh, Karen finally get to go to prom again almost reliving their teenage years and it's an exciting time uh karen's all dressed up ready to go uh and happy i'm quite excited i think um and they they go off together he picks her up they go off together they get there and they're immediately met by whitey and uh karen says to whitey you know looking very handsome gives him a little peck on the cheek and is like i'm gonna go see if principal turner needs any help with anything and conveniently disappears for for a little while um to go and do her thing do the rounds you know chaperoning at, at prom but kind of taking in the moment i guess as well for for herself because this is i think this is just as much her night as it is the kids i think this is an opportunity for her to relive those years you know although she's was pregnant then and she's pregnant now it's it's kind of a nice reminder of a, a time before dan breaks her heart um so yeah, i guess he's kind of aiming to push push in that direction dan however is on a very different sort of journey in this episode where he's confronted by whitey uh whitey basically saying i've seen you sort of tear this woman to pieces uh once i'm not gonna like stand by and watch you do it again and uh he, it's almost like he feels threatened but this is all we really see of whitey he just kind of goes off from here can, can I just add in about Whitey that this was the first time that I was watching it and thinking, I don't know what you're adding anymore. Um, like, I don't know what you're... Like, not as in... Obviously, I love the character, but his presence is kind of a bit void now because basketball's over, state championship's done. I know school is about to be over, but it's almost like uh, there's not much for him to be doing. Like, it was good that he had that in that scene because, obviously, he was present when they were younger. But besides that, I think it's pretty hard to find things for him to be doing at this point. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but, I mean, he's still very connected to the school, isn't he? So being a chaperone at kind of like the final event and the last event that those kids are involved in is kind of fitting, I guess, and makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I, I actually have no idea where we're going to go with this. Is he just going to be sitting on his front porch babbling in a dress from now on is is that what to what we're going to expect or is he actually going to be doing something a bit different you know i'm not sure um i i i think he'll just turn up to games and like heckle <laughs> or, or, or or he'll be like um mouth's new like co-commentator like like the the analyst the specialist you know he's got the expert opinion of well this is what they should have done you know <laughs> kind of thing. Like i have a prediction for whitey um you know, now Dante's gone. He's going to pair up with Bear, and they're just going to go to that strip club all the time. Oh, wow. <laughs> Definitely. They basically run the joint. <laughs> Ooh, was that a spoiler? That was a spoiler. <laughs> Lauren, I've stopped getting people to raise their hands a long time ago. I mean, you have to bring that back, the Pledge of Allegiance to, you know, the not spoiling. He definitely definitely looks like he could run a strip club, and particularly in real life, like... <laughs> with that moustache it's definitely strip club vibes 100% oh, yeah. yeah um 
Yeah, on the lines of Whitey, and I guess it kind of goes into like Dan on Dan's tangent of, you know, he's getting all those threats, I guess, throughout prom. Um, like he finds the note that says, Hey, do you, does your date know that you killed somebody? And then he gets a text message that I'm watching you. And he looks at Whitey when he gets a text message. And I'm thinking, you think there's any bit of possibility that Whitey knows how to use a cell phone to even text? Whitey's texting like your dad, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like two words. They've like my dad will send OK as O dot space K dot, and you're like, oh wow, OK, bless. I like that. Like, like and that. it was taking forty five minutes just to send that. So yeah, <laughs> Whitey's not sending a quick text message here, is he? Come on, what, what kind of what kind of phone does your dad have? Uh, he's got an iPhone, but it's like an iPhone SE or something like that. It's not even, I don't even know what number it is. It's a few. He's not touching buttons. No. (laughs) No. No. He hasn't got buttons. He's got, he's got a screen. (laughs) He's got a smartphone at least. Excellent. He's WhatsApping, you know, He's, he's got WhatsApp at least. That's a big step. It took me a while to get my mum on WhatsApp. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes she still doesn't know that she's in a group, you know, and she thinks she's messaging me and it's like, mum, mum, on the phone, you're in a group, please. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, Dom, while this is happening, uh, the, the messages and the sort of cryptic stuff, which has been happening for a while... Did you have any ideas on who you thought it would be at this I mean, point? I think I ages ago I think I said that girl had never left the school, the one that was having her diabetic insulin issues. Um I said I I was fairly convinced that she hadn't left the school. And I'd said this ages ago, it's like she was still in there somewhere. And I think you threw me off the scent quite well with that one and you were like no like because she got it and left and there was no one in the corridors and she knew there wasn't another shooter so she'd gone so i was kind of like oh okay like maybe maybe she had gone then and, that, and that's kind of that so who could it be you know who would have seen it on the camera was there someone else watching um and it was really like quite a nice sort of resolution to who it was seeing her at the window watching uh, when, when things took place. I think she's in like a little Spanish room because there's like Spanish posters outside. Uh, so she's hiding in there. And the only thing I, the only issue I have with it now is that um, d- d- it makes her like complicit. She's just as involved in this now as, as Dan is. So because she, she hasn't told the authorities. She hasn't told anyone. Like as far as we know, she's just messing with Dan's head and like almost, almost to the point of blackmail. So she's not asked for anything yet. She's not asked for anything in return other than sending these threats and keeping down on edge. So what is she going to ask for now? Is it going to be money? Is it going to be cars? Is it going to, you know, what, what's she going to get out of this? There's, there's got to be something that she wants. And I think given the way that she walks past Dan at the end of the episode, um, it will come to light, um, pretty quickly that it's her and Dan will know it's her, but it will also be that she wants something in return and it'll be like, well, I'll go to the police and tell him, you you know, but I think Dan's smart enough to go, you're just going to, you're going to get in 
almost as much trouble as I am. You know, you didn't pull the trigger, but you watched me you watched me murder someone and you did nothing about it so you're involved in this now and then dan will just end up owning her what do you think lauren or can you remember your initial reactions when you saw that as the reveal um oh my goodness yeah i can say i didn't i didn't even think it was her um i didn't really know who it was um yeah and I, I mean i also didn't have that thought that oh she's an accomplice or you know essentially hasn't reported it so um yeah i don't think i critically think when i watch these things <laughs> dom you're so much better at this than i am you're also podcasting about it so you you know i mean yeah it's, it's, it's a yeah. very different circumstance i'm put in front of it and told to watch it and yeah know, pick these bits out you're- i guess you're a professional, a professional <laughs> One Tree Hill watcher. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I remember, uh, oh, I don't remember that. I, I'm i as gullible and easily led as mouth is, you know, and when I was watching it, I would, wouldn't have been thinking about it either. But when you said that about, her name's Abby, Abby Brown, and you said that um, on, like, when that was happening you know when the shooting was happening and whatever and um and you predicted it and you said it would be her and i was instantly trying to throw you off um as i always am trying to do when you get something right and my my messages just blew up of like how does he do it blah 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 oh you know this that and the other and i always replied the same things yes i know he's evil yes he's (laughs) satan yes i know um but um (laughs) It was also Colin. I think someone told you on the watch along. Colin uh, dropped the ball during the interview, and then kind of like backtracked. And then I think I tried to sort of be like in a dream or something or something to sort of. And uh, but you didn't notice, I don't think. No, it wasn't. Yeah, someone in the watch along had said, "Oh, Colin had spoiled it for you, hadn't he?" Uh, but you you seemed to handle that well, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" I said, the reveal at the end, Colin had actually said, uh, oh, you know, Abby was there and reshoots and stuff like that. I was like, I had not put two and two together. You know, I can watch an episode and put two and two together and make four quite easily. But with Colin, it was just like, just interesting, just listening to him talk, I guess. I hadn't really taken in any of the information. You know, anything he was saying was making, it was two and two was making nine. You know, it just, I hadn't put that together and figured that out. Um, Maybe that was just trust in him not to give anything away. So I just assumed he wasn't giving anything away and anything he was saying I've, I'd already seen because I think, well, he's not seen it beyond the point of his death in the episode. So he's not really going to know or, or not really say anything. So I guess I'm, I'm looking at it from that angle. So I was really surprised. Yeah. When someone on the watch along said, you realize he gave away a massive spoiler and you just handled it really well. And I was like, I handled it well because I didn't have a clue. <laughs> I, I, I think, think you were I think in your was... racial rage. <laughs> I'm always in a Rachel age. Also, Mouth just deciding to go on a plane. Have you got ID? Have you got a boarding pass? What the fuck I are you going to be on this plane, son? They turn around. They turn around to go back. No. So obviously to get him some clothes and to get him a ticket and whatever. No, they can't do that. He needs like the <laughs> Back to the Future 2 jacket that we can press it and he'll like compress up. But... um. <laughs> 
I think that was Magda saying, but she uh, that about that on the watch along. But I think she was saying that I I handled it well because I said, "Oh, in a dream." or something mm. like that. And he was like, oh, yeah, 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 because I think he realised. Um, but I was panicking on the inside because <laughs> I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, sweat. You, you, won't read, you won't read the line. Now you won't do this. Now you're giving away spoilers. Like, Jesus, Colin. I miss um, Colin. I have, yeah, I need to listen to it again, apparently, because I don't... I thought I listened to it twice, too. And, I, yeah, I didn't pick up on that. So nice. Poker faces. Poker faces. Um okay, okay, okay. So wait, let's let's continue with Dan. Messages, messages. The phone's ringing in the corridor in the spot where where our man Keith was deceased and he thinks it's Lucas. It's not Lucas. We see Abby in the um spanish room as Dom saying um and then she walks past and that's kind of dan's bit karen's part she's kind of playing more of a secondary character right so i think is, is there much to say on karen not really predictions no, dom and then, that's, and then lauren we need your comments in fact lauren we need your comments your comments on dan and and Karen, how do you feel about them as a couple? Are you rooting for them in a weird way? We hate it. No, I hate it. Um, and this comes from somebody who sh- dates shitty people and takes back people all the time. So <laughs> I don't want that for my girl, though. Um, no, I, I. It just seems like she kind of is falling for his crap and. It just, he seems so insincere. And I mean, I, I still don't believe that he wants to be there for the baby. I, I mean, I feel like there's some ulterior motive. Um, but I don't, yeah. Not not shipping them. I guess that would be uh, Darren would be the name. Da- da- yeah, Darren. 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 Karen. Darren. Or Can. Can, yeah. Not shipping them. Nope. Nope. Stay away from me and my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from me and your brother's baby. Yeah. <laughs> that baby's going to come out with a jean jacket on. That's going to be real hard to get birth. <laughs> Tim's. The baby's just kicking in Tim's in her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it out the denim when it appears. <laughs> the the, the, the denim umbilical cord. <laughs> <laughs> Steel toes. How'd you get mud on in there? <laughs> How's that even possible? Because Karen is filthy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Give us one one time. Been a minute. Karen! <laughs> there it is. Dom predictions for Dan and... Karen! <laughs> I actually think... Uh, Dan is just going to be totally lost now by this whole um, who who done it situation. Who who knows um, who knows I killed Keith kind of situation. And Lucas's reaction at the end makes me think he's going to keep poking that, um, which is a bit scary uh, for Dan because he really doesn't want anyone looking into that any further. 
then they already, you know, there's already someone that clearly knows. So it's, you know, scary time for him. But he has that moment with Karen at the end to say, you know, do you think there was ever a possibility of us like finding love again? And she's like, yeah, you know, I genuinely think that this could happen again. So I think it's like Karen's being led very easily. And I think she's going to fall into this path of um, uh, falling for him uh, and then be bitterly disappointed eventually. Um, I also think he's waiting for the baby to be born. He's going to steal it, raise it as his own uh, and make it a better basketball player than Nathan so that he earns mega money out of that kid that way. That's what he, that's his intention all along. Or wait for the kid to be... No, yeah, wait for the kid to be old enough. He'll take Nathan's heart in a transplant and make that kid the, the good basketball player. Whoa, wow. So much happening there. No. <laughs> we will <laughs> see. <laughs> Lauren, where are we going next? Um, since we touched on Lucas, you want to do Lucas and Glenda? Because I think that's really the only person he truly interacts with, right? Yeah. And stuff was last episode, right? Yeah. Do, do you want to tell us about them? Or do you want to keep it on Dom? Like I I feel like you I feel like you have notes there. I don't want I do you notes, notes to so go I just to have waste. Like all my my favorite my favorite things. You you want to keep it on Dom? Yeah, let's keep it on Dom. Sorry, Dom. Okay. But you do such a great job. He does. <laughs> it's, it's his own. <laughs> Oh gosh. Right. So Lucas, Lucas, um, goes to knock on Peyton's door, uh, tap, 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 no answer. Ring the doorbell a few times. Still no answer. First time he's probably ever knocked that door or rang the doorbell, but you know, whatever mate. Um, and he decides to, to walk away without making a fuss or anything like that. Psycho Derek on the inside is right. I wouldn't have given up so easily. Fuck is wrong with you, Gazer? And he's gone and got in his car and he's driven off. He's well, fuck it. I've got a problem on my own then. If you're not interested, love, I'll go and find someone who is. Bumps into Glenda. Hi, Glenda. How's things? Yeah, my girlfriend didn't come, so I'm going to spend some time with you. How's that sound? Yeah, great. I, you know, you'll make me look a bit cooler or whatever she says. Um, and they, you know, they have they have their interaction. I think I think it's quite nice. I think it's quite sweet. Glenda's got a friend. She's becoming a little bit more regular. Um, <laughs> you can't say that. Why not? She's becoming a bit more regular. <laughs> Yeah, in terms of the episode, like, a, like, a, like a normal person. Oh, okay. No, she's becoming a bit regular in terms of like appearances in episodes, not in terms of she's becoming more normal. In my mind, went like more regular on her bowel movements. <laughs> Both, I guess. She's healthy. She drinks a lot of coffee. So and prune juice. It's just so- <laughs> happening like clockwork. She's can I fall- just can I just out say? God. It's Lauren's fault. God. Lauren brings it out on me, I'm sure, I swear. It's like, not like this with anyone else. Just when Lauren's here. She has moist towelettes at all times in her handbag, just in case. Lauren? <laughs> Glenda. <laughs> no. Jesus. Glenda. <laughs> friend of the show. Amber is her name. Um, She's like, Mom, Glenda. you know what those wipes, these wipes are for? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> My irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> From having all that anal sex, Mom. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. With her fake boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. So she doesn't get pregnant. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. There we go. Oh, this took a turn. A... <laughs> oh. Well, well, Glenda, God. when she's not doing that, she's going to prom on, on her own, right? Brave. Now, brave, yeah. Now, look, it's been discussed on this podcast. Um, it, it, secondary school wasn't the best time for me, high school. I remember going to a party once, being invited, getting there, and having that sudden horrible realisation that none of the people that I was friends with were there. And suddenly... <laughs> I'm like alone at this party of people that I know but don't know, you know, that and don't and that aren't talking to me. And I and this is before the days of iPhones and smartphones and whatever. And I'm just awkwardly like, what do I do? I'm on my own. Um, how long until my my mum and dad come and pick me up? Because I'm probably like 14, something like that. So I just kept going to the bathroom, washed my hands, waste a bit of time here. Okay, back out, look around, what can I do? Um, pee again? Yeah. Go back, wash my hands, what can I do? Please come and pick me up, please come and pick me up. And I think it got to the point of me going out and calling my dad to come and pick me up. Now that's reality, okay? It's fine, I got over it. I have friends now through a podcast, through Zoom, you know, I'm so insufferable. No one will meet me in real life. I have to drive up to Sheffield to see Craig Sheffer and pay £30 for an autograph. Craig. <laughs> Sorry, did it go a bit wrong? Did we go a bit <laughs> over the edge? Okay. That's real. Glenda pops up. Oh, hey, Lucas. One of the most popular guys in school. Can I just hang out with you for a bit? I'm so happy and quirky. You know, <laughs> let's make light conversation. What do you mean? You're not happy. You're sad on the inside. You're embarrassed. No one will talk to you and you keep going to the toilet to wash your hands because you (laughs) want to waste time until you can leave. Otherwise, everything's a lie. (sighs) It's just playing snake on your phone in the toilet, weren't you? 100%. (laughs) Say it. Probably. (laughs) Probably too scared to play snake if someone stole my phone. (laughs) <laughs> put, put my head down the toilet <laughs> oh my god Glenda is a tortured soul but she's fixed now she's read a couple of chapters of this lad's book and she's fine <laughs> she's like she's met the new Steinbeck so she's she's okay now healed fixed inside so what are you saying someone should have given me a couple chapters or something yeah and you would have been alright mm-hmm. you needed to met your Lucas at that stage of your life i didn't i had to become my own lucas (laughs) (laughs) but lauren glenda in this she's too happy right she should be sadder um yeah it seemed like she was maybe she was just comfortable with them now like maybe that's her true personality and now that she feels like she's closer with him and she has a rapport with him because he's trusted her to read this, his, his novel, maybe, you know, that side of hers come out. I don't know. 
I didn't really think, I didn't overanalyze this. I, when I was coming on the podcast, I guess I should have, but. <laughs> <laughs> this is got, where we overanalyze. I, I guess what we I do know, have is. I'm like, this is the third one I've been on. Like, what's wrong with me right now? I'm like, <laughs> how dare you ask me these questions? I don't know. <laughs> um, her, Glenda's perception of Lucas was always that he was a jock. And then they spend that episode together, don't they? And she finds out that she's got a caring side. And he bothers to approach the car with the mum in it because the mum's a total twat and a proper bitch. And, you, you know... For a few more in. For a few more adjectives in. Oh, tosser? Nouns. Isn't it Tosser? Don't you guys use She's it? a Tosser, yeah. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> and uh, and it, it gives her the opportunity to see that he's got, you know, redeem, redeeming qualities that are really nice, really friendly. And uh, he entrusts her with you know the first few chapters of his so-called novel so there's there's a rapport there there's connections so it's someone that she can then go back to i reckon and it isn't the first time like they've they've had moments but this is like uh, this is a big one i guess in, in that they both sort of turned up to prom solo um even though one of them shouldn't have done but did um and yeah, it's just an opportunity for them to catch up. What's weird is they go to the library and they talk about the shooting. That's that's what I find a bit odd, but it's kind of like becomes a therapy session for Lucas. Like, oh, let's get it all out. You know, I was there, but I was, you know, in the gym or whatever, and you were in here. So what was it like? And it's like, oh, that's why Peyton told me she loved me and she was bleeding to death. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's a bit creepy. I think it's a bit weird. Well, but she asked why he didn't have, he didn't give her the next chapter and he said he was stuck on the, the Keith dying there you go yeah that makes sense <laughs> uh, and just to say i really like the Glen- glenda and lucas's relationship i guess i'm i guess i'm jealous if anything and, and I'm, i like the fact that she's so comfortable with herself and i guess i'm saying that i'm probably only comfortable like that now you know and it's like it's nice that she's comfortable then and uh amber said that she really enjoyed filming those scenes and that chad was really nice to work with and uh you know it was nice to it was relatively straightforward in terms of you you know walking and talking um and yeah it was nice so yeah and she helps him remember and i don't know like memories can work like that i think i've had times where i've been really trying to think of something and if you like really let go of everything and really like sort of almost meditate on it you can remember like details are like trapped in the back of your mind um so yeah i think it's and you need this otherwise there would be no resolution any which way or continuation of this dan storyline it would just there'd be nothing with there so i think it's important for the plot yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's carrying it on, isn't it? And it's Lucas still figuring it out. And, you know, if the best way of him figuring it out is to add this character that he has that rapport with and um, she can bring it out in him and make him think slightly differently or be a bit more relaxed about thinking about it, you know, to try and cut out that writer's block as well. Because that's essentially kind of what he's saying, isn't it? I can't write that until I've sorted this. So it's... It's, let's remove that blockage. So let's let's walk walk through it and figure it out. Um, and it looks like he gets to, you know, a bit of a resolution at the end. You know, he he hears Keith's voice again. He's looking over at that window, or it's implied that he's looking over at that window. 
and he doesn't see but sees that like abby brown uh, and thinks well she was in the school I, I think what must be going through his head is she was in the school she left we let her out or she was let out by jimmy so she might have still been in the school and i think he's think well there's a clear line of sight there if she'd gone anywhere she might have gone in there to hide you know all the locker lockers were near there or whatever you know they'll figure something out and i think that the next episode he'll approach her and say what happened to you when you left when you when jimmy let you out what happened and she might say i just ran i just i got out of there or i got my insulin i got out of there and he's like i think he'll be like i'm not convinced and this is when she's gonna start the lie and be like people and then she'll take that to dan and be like people are working it out people are figuring it out and they're coming to me now so i'm going to start putting pressure on you so it's going to be like a chain like chain reaction or a chain of stress for on her because you know she might get found out but also she wants to put pressure on dan to get rid of lucas basically and shut him up you know and keep him away from from getting at her and getting her to spill the beans but Dom, do you think that Lucas put together that Dan was the killer when he said, open your eyes? No, I, I still don't think he's figured that out. I still don't think he's figured out that it was Dan. Um, because he he never sees Dan in the school. So from a, a memory perspective, Dan was never there. He go he carries Peyton out, but doesn't ever come across Dan, right? He, just, he manages to get out. Right, I think about yeah. Dan's not in there. Yeah, because that's because it's Keith that says go, go, like take her out and gets her out. Yeah, they go out. He goes out the exit over here, and Dan comes through yeah. the other way. So there'll have to be another memory somewhere else where he might getting Peyton to the ambulance, where he might then see Dan disappear or go for a fire exit into the school or something. You know, something where he thinks, why has he gone in that direction? You know, because that's leading him to exactly where the shooter is. So I, I guess that's something to come but we haven't got to yet. But I, I, if if he thought it for any minute, it was Dan, he would be reacting very differently towards him in terms of like, Oh, that's not my phone. You know, it'd be, it'd be back to extremely cold shoulder and, and trying to prove that it was definitely him. So we haven't got there yet. I think, I think that's coming there. Well, good. We shall we shall see. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. All of the lines. Uh, well, Lauren, what are we saying? Do we do we dare move in to our boy, Psycho Derek, or do we finish off Nathan and mm. Haley so we can finish with our boy? Yeah, let's do Nathan and Haley. I don't. I really did not like their storyline, but tell us about it. Why are you not feeling it? Um. It just was cheesy to me. So they start out in the car on the way to prom and they're talking about how excited they are. And he said, tonight's the perfect night. The car breaks down and um, there's something wrong with the car. They can't, they don't have cell reception, so they can't call anyone. So they walk to a gas station um, and they end up calling Deb and Deb gives them a ride to prom and, they're talking about how they get to just be teenagers tonight, right? They're being driven to prom. They don't have to be adults and knocked up for one night. <laughs> um, so they go to prom and Haley can't dance because she just had to walk to the gas station um, on her leg. Um, Nathan gets her some punch 
and uh, it spiked by, I don't know, I don't know if they said that guy's name. Um, there's like a mini, mini mouth kind of. Is it Principal Turner says his name, doesn't he? But I can't remember what he says because he's like, you have to take him home in the. I thought he just like kind of pointed to him though. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he spiked the punch and, you know, Haley goes to take a sip and she's like, ooh, it's spiked. And Nathan's about to beat the guy's ass and Haley like looks up at him. I thought that look just was like, ugh, silly. Um, Lauren, I, I'm going to ask you a very important question um, okay. because you are American and you live in America and um, have probably been to American parties and potentially even proms. Okay. Um, does the, the punch get spiked? Is this a real thing? Not any like school dances I went to. Mm-mm. Um, so it's all fiction and everything I've ever watched, it's all around. It wasn't like a communal thing like that. Like, I mean, if anything, I think we got like individual drinks because my problem was at least it was at a hotel. It wasn't in a high school. It was like in a hotel, um, you know, like ballroom or whatever. So they're serving us plated dinners and bringing us, you know, glasses of soda, basically. So I think if you were going to spike, you could only like really spike your drink with a flask or something. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. But I know a lot of people have had proms in their high school. I would assume because... So it's really easy to spike a punch that they probably don't have big communal things like that. Because I, I think every either teen drama or you know film that I've ever seen that has a high school that has a prom or some sort of play, somebody's putting something in it. So I, it was just a question. I thought I'd throw it out. Yeah, there. yeah. And this- actually, my prom, you know, kind of the big thing after prom, maybe you guys are aware of this, is that people go party afterwards, right? And Usually there's lots of probably awkward first time sex going on as well. Deflowering. Thank you. (laughs) Deflowering, if you will. (laughs) And, um, you know, my school did prom all night. So you had like the actual kind of prom that was at the hotel dinner and dancing. And then we had an after prom that you had to go to. So we rented out a Dave and Buster's. I don't know if you guys have those, um, I, I know what they are. I know what it is, but yeah. It's yeah, like it's a, like a big like arcade. A bar type thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they rented that out till 6 a.m. and they took us home. So you, I mean, you, it was to try to discourage people from partying afterwards and drunk driving and all that kind of bad stuff that usually happens. I mean, what it basically meant is people got home, you know, six, seven in the morning, and then they went off to some cabin that somebody like had rented out for a big party and they just partied the next day so that's insane that's crazy yeah, yeah. to me i'm like it's half 10 at night i need to go home to bed now um yeah and my prom date was so annoying like by 4 a.m i was like just shut up just stop talking it was just oh <laughs> i will not deflower you go away <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, it was. I I didn't even go to my prom. Like we had a prom, and I didn't go because, well, <laughs> historical evidence I've already given tonight would would give to that. And then when I 
I moved to Cornwall, which is somewhere it's like down south here in the UK for like a year or a bit less than a year. And I made friends with some people and they invited me to their prom. Um, and I went to that and it was so weird because I didn't know anybody. So same, same fucking situation. Do <laughs> <laughs> this to yourself, man. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that version of me did, you know, teenage Simon, moon face, burger nippled Simon, poor guy. <laughs> Just everything's oval shaped. <laughs> um, oh dear. Yeah. I I thought what you was gonna say, Dom, uh, was that like Haley is lovely. We all love her. Yes, yes, yes. But she's getting a tad annoying at times, <laughs> and especially that look. That's what I thought you was what you were saying, Lauren. Like, that's what I thought you were gonna interject with, Dom. But the look of you know, dude, it's prom. Like sometimes it's like just stop, stop. <laughs> it really bothered me as well when. Nathan's like, oh, when you took the cast off, was it all gross? He's like, yeah. Yeah. And Team Wolf, it took three... Ra- I just... I don't know. Is she entitled? Is that what it is? Maybe she's a bit entitled? I don't know what it is, but she's extra, annoying me. Extra noodles, please. Uh, <laughs> chicken noodle? I'm chicken noodle. Some fucking raw noodles. There you go. <laughs> You're not even cooked. <laughs> I yeah, I can't what put my it? finger on it. It's it's just like annoying. It's just just uncalled for, not needed. I don't know. And now that I hear that she's eating on podcasts and things oh, in real life, God, <laughs> <laughs> she's probably going to be number one now. <laughs> if I meet her in real life, I'm going to be like, look, look, podcast is an audio platform. Okay, I. No, she's lovely. The character is lovely. She does a great... Joy is lovely and does a great job. It's just... um, She's just got a little bit... I think entitled is the best word I can come up Mm. with, but a bit annoying. Are you feeling it, Dom? Oh, yeah, yeah. I find it quite irritating, to be honest. Um, But... There he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's... she, yeah, <laughs> you can't say anything too nasty about her because she's not a bad person, but she's just, she's a bit of, yeah, she's just a bit of a melt, isn't she? She's, <laughs> and she's difficult to put up with because she just, she talks shit a lot of the time. You're just like, yeah, move on. All right, let's. It's a lot of Nathan, whispering. Nathan, go for a wander. Do you know what I mean? Just get away from her for a bit. I bet he was desperate, absolutely desperate when the car broke down and he was like, there's a gas station or whatever he said, there's a convenience store a mile away. I'll go, you stay here, I'll go. And she's like, no, it's that urban legend start, you know, pregnant lady left alone in the woods. And he's like, yeah, exactly. But never mind, you know, come on then, love, let's go. <laughs> but, uh. Um, yeah, she's a, she's a bit. She can be fr- quite frustrating um, as a human being, but n- she's will never ever be anywhere near as bad as Rachel. So, yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> All right, is there anything else we need to say about them? Should we move on to the main event? Yeah, because we're running out. We're twenty two minutes. Just Deb. Uh, the, we, the only interaction we, we have with Deb is that they get taken from wherever they are to prom by Deb. So they've just ditched the car. The Honda is dead. They've left it where it is. Fuck it. Just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Let, um, let that lucrative towing company come get it. <laughs> oh, that was the question that I was going to say we should ask. 
uh, Craig. I was going to call him Keith. Jesus, Dom, if we manage to charm an interview, don't let me call him Keith because <laughs> that's blatantly what I would do. Um, but we, I thought we should ask him that and say that we've theorised that the real money from Keith's auto body shop is in the towing. 100%. Can you confirm that you were making good money from the towing? And then I, I was imagining saying that in my head. And then I imagine him being like not understanding our accent or something, even though I'd like to think it's reasonably clear. But and then him being like, what are you saying? What are you talking about? Why have you got a picture of me in a steak? <laughs> Slab of beef? I, you know, I'm just... Yeah, slab of beef because it rhymes with Keef. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, mate. <laughs> oh, I think Craig's going to love you. Uh, he's going to be desperate to sign... The Deb's Den thing. You're going to then pull out the Pop Funko. He's going to be like, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll sign that too. He's going to love it. He's going to love uh, all that interaction. To be honest, with the only people stupid enough to have paid to go and see him, aren't we? Everyone else is there for other people and we're the only two going to him. And we're not even there for a horror film. We're there for One Tree Hill. So he's going to be like, well, this is fucking weird, but okay. You know, I'll accept it. They paid for a photo. Why don't you have him sign the Keith Auto Body Shop sweatshirt that you have? that's a good call but you got me that and i wear it and so i don't want to if i wear it well that's kind of you oh i i i like that one i wear it all the time (laughs) no i just mean like i don't you can't make you buy me another one i i love that one um if i if he signs it then i can't ever wear it right i can't wash it but also, this is a size small, so it's like I can't do anything with this. Um, uh, so, uh, so I thought this was quite a good thing to have signed. And he was in, he was in uh, that one because he was sleeping with Karen on the sly, wasn't he? So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, yep. Of course he was, <laughs> dirty dog. Um, but right, should we go into the finale, Psycho Del Boy? <laughs> let's do it kind on talk us through it we don't have 19 minutes we have as long as it takes Lauren so don't worry about it we're good that's Hashtag our new make them wait make them wait well this is it this is the pinnacle of the episode this is why we're here all the other stuff was just guff wasn't it until we get to this point I hate we, that we, word. You I love the word guff, word. and I've, I put it in I intentionally it. <laughs> because you like it so much. I think it's the third time I've said it today, just to see your reaction. Um, <laughs> but we've we've had all the other stuff happening. The prom is going on, and Lucas is figuring shit out. But what he failed to do is recognise uh, the signs of distress from his girlfriend, who is the other side of the door when he goes knocking. Okay. She's just been punched in the face, and she's been held. By Psycho Derek, who is having a whale of a time, you know, bit of face licking, bit of struggling, bit of saying your boyfriend didn't really hang around, did he? He's probably not that keen on you. Um, you know, I love you. He definitely doesn't. And then he whips out. This is another question oh, I, I have. How accessible are syringes and whatever he pumped into her in, in the States? Because I reckon, I reckon someone's saying to me, I want you to go and break into someone's house 
and like inject them with something that knocks them out. I, I reckon like the breaking into the house is the easy bit. Like getting the injection is probably the hard bit. How accessible are they? I don't know what he injected or what. Um, I mean, like, couldn't you just dissolve down some roofies and inject that? There we go. If I was that a chemist, one. yeah. I'm a chemist. Yeah, I'm not a creep. I'm just a chemist. <laughs> I'm not I mean, a lunatic. It's okay. That was very well thought out, Lauren. I know. I know. Mm. I actually thought of it, and you guys haven't seen you, have you? I have. Yeah. You saw the third season too? The last season? Mm hmm. Maybe it was that same. Well, that kind of just paralyzes you, though. Right. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Cool. Dom, you need, yeah. Dom, you need to watch you. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't even put up a fight anymore. Just... <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, okay. The um, <laughs> He is doing all the things that Psycho Derek loves to do. <laughs> is it wrong that I love him? Like, as in, he's terrible. He's a horrible person and crazy and whatever. But he's also the best. Like, is in, for the entertainment and his craziness. Like, when he does the... Um, Oh, you do the voice, come the on, cop, when he the does... cop voice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, good afternoon, Miss Sawyer. <laughs> like, he's basically Matthew McConaughey for like two seconds, isn't he? <laughs> we good got your stalker. We got, we got your stalker and uh, all's fine. <laughs> it's so like, good. <laughs> and then he does the, like, the nose point, point. Like he points to his nose and uh, points out. Now what's crazy about that is uh have you guys seen murder by numbers yeah. right it's right. a movie from probably just predates that episode it's probably like 2002 2003 something like that and um it's got ryan gosling in it sandra bullock and another and oh the whiny guy from dawson's creek henry from dawson's creek i don't know if you anyway you'd you'd recognize him um and it's about these serial killers, blah, 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 blah. I won't ruin it. Good film. You should watch it. But um, Ryan Gosling in it is in a police interrogation and uh, being interrogated for murder. And he's super arrogant, super cocky. It's like his character. And he sort of says something and he does that and does like the nose point and point at the guy. And um, I've been doing that to Ephany for years because I thought it was like a funny thing to do. And then when we were with the special olympics when we were in the final of the the world summer games it was the final us versus usa it was like for all of for the medals for the whole thing and there was all this pressure on this is in 2019 and it was literally um we'd been training for like a year to get to this point and there was all this pressure it was being filmed for espn there was like you know a big crowd and everything and all the players were really like scared and worried about it and all the rest of it um and i was trying to take the pressure off of them to make it fun and so something that i did was i said that instead of them playing against the other players i said if you score a basket and as a celebration, if you touch your nose and point at me on the sideline, like this whole thing that I'd sort of been doing with them, for every point you've scored, I'll do a press-up on the sideline right right here, right now, like in front of everyone. And we were losing in the first half by about 
four or five points. And it was the first time we'd been down in the whole competition. And not their confidence, blah, 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 blah. And I reminded them this at half time, and they started scoring. And they started remembering to do the thing, the celebration. So I started doing the press-ups and they were getting like a big sort of kick out of it. And and then they went on and, you know, history tells the rest. But, <laughs> but the point is, is when I saw him do that, it's like, that's like a, that's like a special thing to me. And so when he did it, it's like, that's almost one of my favorite moments of the show now is him. <laughs> it's so good. And you're Sorry, like, I got carried away. Now? <laughs> it's it's yeah, yeah pretty much <laughs> but i won 100%. but he wins championships yeah. <laughs> sorry don keep going <laughs> oh wow okay so psycho Derek then drags uh peyton down to the basement you know because why not it's nice and uh open and dark and creepy and that's exactly where he wants to be a nice little hovel and he starts explaining some things doesn't he you know like he sets up his camera and he said you know the biggest thing that he was upset about not being pushed through a a a window at two stories high you know not all of this not like the sort of betrayal and stuff from peyton but losing all the pictures and this is a really really great moment and then the camera goes off he's standing next to her and she's just screaming absolutely screaming for help uh, and there's just pictures of him like having eh! <laughs> all sorts of happy uh, about it um and it's kind of around this time that brooke has recognized that peyton isn't there and is still missing and you know speaks to lucas and says okay uh like oh you came on your own okay that seems a bit odd and she she looks perturbed by it from from lucas saying yeah she didn't come and she takes mouth's car keys she like borrows his car and goes over to the house and and sort of around this time more weird things are happening we've had some dancing we've been we've been picked up out of the chair uh, and peyton's being like ragdolled around the room basically and danced with and there's a lot of face rubbing there's tongues on faces there's things that we we wouldn't tolerate oh yeah yeah they're both gonna stink can't they um and no no (laughs) no No, lauren meant i think smelling like his oh did you know you were making that joke yeah yeah, and they're both gonna stink yeah i was just one i was just being silly um and that was good and, and he plays um does he play the song when Brooke is there or before Brooke gets there? I think that's before. Yeah, he's made a song from yeah. her podcast, which makes which me is... think, Lauren, when are you going to make a song of me and Dom <laughs> from our podcast? I mean, I'll just mix the chemicals up, but not really good on the music part. <laughs> it's a partnership. I, I demand a song from one of the Ravens. I think we've earned it. I, wow. Wow. I'm not good at mixing that kind of stuff, though. There's a lot of <laughs> tutorials on YouTube these days. <laughs> you are really putting me on the spot here, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it, Lauren. Don't worry. We'll get. We'll we'll, we'll put that pressure on someone next week as well. <laughs> Mike, I feel like get- Mike's a good one. Yeah, who, I mean he's never who, listened, but why not? <laughs> whoever does it gets to you know press play for us to listen to it while holding a knife to one of our necks so you know it's <laughs> jesus your neck hopefully <laughs> if that means you're brook i get too? to punch you like did he bring all the decorations to decorate the basement he had streamers up and lights 
Yeah, I guess he said there was a lot of last minute details. Mm. I mean, he's been watching he her for a the while. bag. Did he have like? I mean, he probably didn't bring a car. These are the kind of things I think about. I'm like, did we be carrying a bag? Car <laughs> around the corner. I mean, I, who knows? He had to stop off at Costco, pick up yeah. the supplies. <laughs> was yeah, the he didn't have the streamers there? he wanted. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this, the, the stereo, stereo, yeah, he must have brought that down from her bedroom, maybe, or... Yeah. It's so weird, so creepy, but wonderfully done. I thought it was fantastic. He's doing all this creepy, weird shit. It's it's so cringy to, to see. I think it's been described as turtling... Uh, when I'm uh, on the watch along and I think something's creepy and I, yeah. I hide, I hide in my, my jacket or my hoodie. Uh, and I've been told it's been, um, formally named as turtling, uh, with yeah, me hiding coin. they coin it turtling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Brooke appears and Brooke doesn't want to go in the creepy basement cause you know, it's how urban legends start but she goes down there anyway and she sees uh does she see peyton and then all of a sudden crazy derek appears out of nowhere grabs her ties another one to a chair and just the craziness continues it's just the the weirdest night ever we then have um both of them screaming for help and he then turns up the the music louder so nobody can hear and he's still talking over them and he's having a wonderful time he says that he then watched their fight on the lawn uh, and he saw all of that and he i know you hate her you know peyton so i'll kind of do her first and you can you can see it so like knives at the ready um and this is where peyton kicks into gear this is like survival mode is, is kicked in now and it's like wait, wait, if you love me, you'll, you'll kind of let me go and let me, let me do it. Let me kill her. Let, well, let me hit her at least, you know, um, because she's been such a bitch to me and I want, I, I want to do it myself. If you really care about me, you'll let me do it. And he's like, I don't trust you. But she, she's like, go on, come on. We need to talk about trust. It's important. You can trust me. And he does it and he does it. And then, uh, she gets to smack Brooke in the face, which I think, you know, okay, fair enough. Twice. Twice. Yeah, a couple of times. She probably deserved it, to be fair, but she doesn't deserve to be locked in a basement with Psycho Derek. But um, bitten hit in the face, you know, it's kind of acceptable. And she then convinces Psycho Derek to give her the knife. And this is, the, this is a really bold move as well. And it's just like she kisses him and says, it's okay, you can trust me now. It's kind of a little bit... You know, Pulp Fiction-y when they're at the in the cafe and there's like the two, this the the two basically the two people robbing it. They're all a bit a bit weird. One of them's a bit of a nutter, and uh, she gets the knife, and this is where she plunges it into his chest. Uh, I, I the line, his line of ah, oh, that is so disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> And then even more craziness ensues. It becomes very cat and mouse. We have a scary moment in Peyton's bedroom. She's, um, you know, thrown about. She has her gloves on by this point and starts punching him and she's doing a pretty good job. But he overpowers her and he says, you think you can overpower me, a girl? <laughs> Which I thought was a bit of a weird, a weird line, but... He used his special finishing move of the psychoderic headbutt to get her onto the bed who doesn't love a headbutt who doesn't love a headbutt gotta respect it you gotta respect the headbutt <laughs> it's, it's the Zidane headbutt <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, and then, yeah, he go, he gets into, you know, uh, we'll just say it, rapey mode. Uh, and that's what's happening. And it's a yeah. bit terrifying. And Brooke to the rescue again. She she got like a walking stick and she whacks him with a walking stick. Yeah, it looked to me like it was like a sledgehammer at one point. But I, yeah, I don't know. It was like it maybe one of the pokers for like, um, like in your fireplace. That's what yeah, uh... I, thought, I thought walking stick. I thought fireplace poker i wasn't sure but either way she gets one hit and then that's it one hit one and you're done she he then turns around and grabs it off her and she's like battered to the floor and then there's the whole fight in the in the hallway and then it becomes a an old routine old thing they did at cheer camp or something like that i can't remember what it was and she's down on her all fours and Peyton pushes him down the flight of stairs um, we're we're pretty much there or thereabouts, you know. I, I like the fact I like the fact that there's these kind of would you call it like meta moments where it's like they always jump up, they always jump well, up. They, the that, end, they just ripped that from Scream, wasn't it? That was yeah. the rip off of Scream. They always lunge and the way they're going to, it kind of pissed me off a little bit. Oh, did it? Um, I quite liked it. There's a few of those in this episode, though. There's a like few odes to like to scream. You mean? But just odes to to that sort of thing happening in general. They, they, there's a couple of moments where they go, "Oh, this normally happens," or "This happens." Um, it it which only you don't annoyed. See often. It only annoyed me because I don't think it it didn't go far enough to give the credit to scream. If that makes sense, like it, like it said, it it. it, it <laughs> It didn't do enough to be like this is a this is a definite tribute towards Scream, if that makes sense. There's something that happens in a later season where it's a tribute to something else, which I obviously can't say what it is, but to something to something and it's obvious right. and it says it's dedicated to for the reason of whatever, you know. And so it's obvious what it is where this, it didn't go far enough to be like that they're tributing Scream. It just felt a bit like they're ripping that part off a little bit. And just because we just covered Scream and I've just watched all five of them again, because after we watched them, I had to watch the other ones. Um, I don't know, it just annoyed me a little bit. But yes, I like the sentiments. But what I didn't what what I didn't like is before they called the police, she just gave him a good old kicking, like internal bleeding kicking or it's okay, yeah. Lauren. It's okay to just keep kicking him in in the ribs until he stops moving. I mean, I think because clearly nothing kills him. I don't understand how he made it out the window and walked away or whatever. Um, gets tased. He gets punched. He gets stabbed. He gets stabbed right in the heart. And he gets thrown down the stairs, which like seemingly that's supposed to be like a thing that kind of kind of gets him close to death. And even then, it doesn't. So. Yeah, you know, homeboy's not dying, so just at it. Keep kicking. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This this guy has tormented you, broken into your house several times, attacked you, punched you in the face, held a knife at you, threatened to kill you several several times. I think drugged you. Yeah, I, I think um, kicking him down the stairs and then kicking him while he's at the bottom isn't isn't a bad thing i think it's justified well he then he gets wheeled out and then they go to prom and it's kind of the whole thing of it's a bit like ready or not that they're uh the movie where it's sort of like they're dressed up real nice but obviously they're all like battered and <laughs> bruised and cut and all the rest of it 
And Brooke has announced prom queen. There you big, go. Big, big How moment. after something so <laughs> traumatic, you were like, oh, let's just go to prom. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've wanted to go since they were eight. Is that? Hell or high water. Doesn't matter. I get raped and I'm, yeah, <laughs> there's blood all over me. You know, it's for the memories. It's for the memories. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just keep that day locked in. <laughs> Prom and Nando's. <laughs> Get it done. What? Um, okay. Well, Dom, can you give our, a prediction? Like, do you think are we going to see our boy Psycho Derek again, or what are we saying? Only in a cell. If we ever see him again, he's in a cell. I think we're done with with Psycho Derek now. I think finally we got to a resolution. I'm so pleased, so pleased that it didn't just end the way, you know, it's kind of made out I ended and that he was still at large. So this is it now. He's been caught. Um, I guess um, Lucas owes a bit of an apology for not, you know, trying a bit harder to to see if she'd come to prom. Um, But he did... Psychoderic did text Lucas and say, oh, I'm on my way or whatever, and, and made it seem like Peyton was, was coming. So I guess he was none the wiser. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're done with, with Psychoderic. I think we just need Peyton to have a couple of normal bits, maybe a court case, maybe a court case, but I'm not seeing Derek in anything other than an orange jumpsuit from now on. Okay. Psychoderic, of course. Any comments on Psycho Derek Lauren before we get to judgments? Um, if he was a character in break, who would he hang out with? Ooh, teabag. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I could see it. Hold your pocket. <laughs> Teabag's bitch. Would he be? You know, Teabag likes pretty boys. He it, does. It'd be his bitch, definitely. He'd be he'd be holding the pocket, walking around. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Hey there, pretty. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's a spin-off. It's a it's a uh, what do they call it? A cross a crossover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, and how could you not? Then check us out. Support us, RavensHoops.net. Why Dom? Because basketballs go through hoops. But Lauren, they also go through Nets. Ravenshoops.net. Lauren, who is your favorite performer of this episode? Uh, honorable mention to Matt Barr because he played creepy really well. But I'm going with Hillary Burton. She was kind of acting within the acting, and it was all very good. Yeah, she's good. Good double cross, the good, you know. Uh, that she, the romantic interest no you know yeah it was good Dom uh, other way around for me honourable mention to Hilary Burton for all of that as well because I, I thought that was fantastic and the acting with the acting um, but it's got to go to Matt Barr I think he did crazy supremely well and yeah kind of topped off this episode mm. Oh, what about you Simon I hate to be predictable but I also honourable mention to Hilary Burton and uh, Sophia Bush. I thought she was really good as well. But it's mm. got to go to Psycho Derek Matt Barr. I loved his impression or the <laughs> yeah. Hi Miss Sawyer, we got your stalker. <laughs> it was so good. 
Uh, I like. I want to know if we ever get to interview him. I want to know if like they just asked what voices he could do, you know, and like I'll do that one, or whether they specifically wanted him to have like that sort of southern voice or not. But yeah, it's great. He's in Friday Night Lights too. Played- Is he? I've seen Ooh. Friday Night Lights. But I can't remember him. Yeah, it? remember when Julie did Habitat for humanity? I've seen it so long ago. I can't yeah. really remember. He was like a good Christian boy. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I have to <laughs> revisit. What about your favorite character? My favorite character was Brooke. Um, I, I felt like she knew her best friend well enough to know that something wasn't right, that she wasn't at prom. So she went and saved her and, you know, patch things up but i think like just her intuition i think is is really what saved peyton yeah good call nice dom yeah good good shout on brooke as well because she she did a great job and sophia bush did a, did a great job of the episode as well i think um but i've got to go with psycho derek i think yeah mm. he's two for two for me for him um it's really good and i'm not sure we'll see anything like that again in one tree hill so um it's definitely a a game changer so yeah psychedelic uh whatever his real character name is is like ian or something oh yeah (laughs) is it ian do they refer to him as psychoderic in the show or is that just a fan thing no they do right they do yeah (laughs) because Peyton calls him psychoderic a few times who is your favorite character anyway simon well, I hate to be psychotic, but it is psychoderic. I can't get enough of him. If there was a spin-off show about his, like, you know, origin, I'd love to watch it. Like, I want to know how he became psychoderic. Make it. We, we, then we shall. We will write it. It's mommy issues, for sure. It oh, could yeah, just 100%. be called psychoderic. Like, that would be a great title for the show. Excellent. Lauren, what about your favorite background performer, one line or less? So this gentleman had no lines. He was a security guard standing with his arms crossed at the exit of the airport, which didn't really make any sense to me. Um, Why would you need a security guard on the way out? But he was holding it down. Hope we see him. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Dumb. Uh, I went for one of the paramedics that is taking uh, psychedelic away in the ambulance uh, because they're the last people to get to see the great man until until he pops up again. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what about you, Simon? Uh, I chose. There's a blonde woman that looks shocked when Rachel accused Principal Turner of sexual <laughs> misconduct. And I thought, yeah, of course you're shocked because that would never happen because he's the best. I was going to pick her. I was going to pick the people just in that surrounding area because you're like, why is this skank back? He's like, I got booze in the limo. And they're all like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drink it and drive it off a bridge. Oh, wait, you've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> What about your favorite song? I was not super into most of the songs that were in here. Um, but I picked No Stars by Maria Taylor. It's the song at the end when Naley's dancing and and when Brooke and Peyton show up the prom. Nice. 
can I go first, Dom? Because I I I think you're gonna pick you're gonna pick it, and I just want to go hey. first on this one. I'm not gonna pick it. You're gonna. I know what you're gonna pick. I'm not picking it. But you go for it. You don't know me. You're you're gonna pick um, Psychedelic's podcast song. Yes, I, haven't I, picked, I, I haven't picked that, so you can you can pick it. Oh, because I'm so fucking predictable. Shall I go <laughs> find a bathroom to wash my hands in and waste time until my dad picks me up? Shall I? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite song of the episode, Dominic? I, I picked "Forever Young" by Alvaville. It, it, it covered both scenarios: the prom yeah. and then their like fake prom in the basement. So it was like quite a. Uh, creepy in one scenario and then quite nice in another so I, I quite liked it and it, it had a good link to Karen and Dan when they walked in to the prom as well so uh, yeah that one good cool yeah I like that one as well okay what about your favourite line now I guess it's hoes over psychos <laughs> yeah that's a good one Dom uh, mine was exactly the same <laughs> and you're Simon. Uh, uh, Is it just the action of him doing the nose? There's so many. <laughs> yeah, I think I like the action of him doing that. But I think uh, my favourite line is, ah, oh, that is so disappointing when he's been <laughs> stabbed. <laughs> so good. Uh, okay, and what about... Wait, is that bum 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 bum? That's it. Okay, then Lauren. Well, sorry. Take two. Time now for the precious, precious rating. Lauren, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? I did, and it's written down. Ooh. And has okay? Has it? Is it? Is it incre- You throw me off. Has it increased, decreased, or stayed the same? throughout this conversation um it stays the same but i have some wiggle room okay dom same questions i had a number i think i've had a number since we watched the episode the first time and it stayed the same what about you well i've had a number from like 10 years ago (laughs) and it stayed the same i'm pretty sure we're not gonna get there but it's fine we'll do what we can we'll do what we can Okay, after three, one, two, remember Psychoderic's in it, three, nine. Oh, we're really close. Okay, we can do it, Lauren. Let's Psychoderic him. (laughs) Did you say ten, Simon? Yes, I said ten. Did you say Dom? I said nine. Nine. And you said ten. So, Dom, tell us your reasons for a ten. I'm reconsidering already. It's a good, it's a really good episode, to be fair. I mean, there's the Haley. let's take the Haley nathan bit out of it and Deb, they're a bit irrelevant. Karen was a little bit irrelevant and Whitey as well. But I, I guess Whitey had his purpose for confusing Dan. So I'm coming around to the idea of a 10. I'll go with 10. I'll change yeah. to 10. I'm going to make this one easy because I think it's a really good episode. And Psychoderic, like you said, is just super. So... It's worth the 10 for that. I like the bit when he's being punched. He's like, you've been training. (laughs) (laughs) I can like him now. After this conversation, I mean, I would give him like a 20. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'd go to real. I'd go to real prom with him. I'd be like, come wash. I don't have to wash my hands in the bathroom anymore. Just I, we can talk. Murder me later. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lauren, what was your reasons for a ten? Um, I said the it would have been an eight or a ten because I could have done without the naily and the mouth stuff. But I actually thought what pushed it to a 10 was the reveal to Lucas at the end. Hmm. That's important as well. Yeah. It's also important, a little bit more important than your, you know, your bromance with psycho Derek. (laughs) I just think I feel a kinship with his psych psycho tendencies. Like I can see how we got there. You know, it makes (laughs) sense. All those parties he's in there washing his hands. Just, it, <laughs> it leads to some sort of damage. You, <laughs> you end up listening to podcasts a lot. You make your own songs, you know. <laughs> Something that I noticed as well about Peyton's horrible, horrible basement is not only does she live in that house alone, she has to do her own laundry down in that basement on her own. You know, Larry really puts her through some shit, doesn't he? Like, well, think about Home Alone. You know, they have their washing machine in the basement. It was scary down there. That's true. But, I mean, he could at least, like, make it less scary. Like, plaster the walls, put some carpet down. Like, do something. Like, are you trying to tell me there's not mold and mildew all over that basement? Well, that's why Derek put up the lights and the streamers. I mean, he's trying to boost it up. He's already having a bigger impact than Larry. I get what you're saying. He's already a better father figure than Larry ever was. Mm-hmm. After my uh, Instagram post today uh, about Larry leaving Peyton, um, those that follow me and that are listening will know, um, I got a message from Lex and Lex was just like, Larry, basically saying Larry is the biggest piece of shit ever. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he's just this absent father. He's not there. She absolutely laid into Larry and hated him. I said, to be fair, like Larry's just let her, let two of her mums die. Just hasn't been present at all. He's just let that shit happen and he's just gone. So, yeah, Larry's a bit of a piece of shit, to be fair. <laughs> Did we even see him after Psycho Derek the first time? No, he's not re- reappeared. So you get... It's just... It's a different <laughs> level. At least no, Psycho no, Derek. went in there first. with the rake. Remember when he almost hit Larry with the rake? I think that was pre-Psycho Derek. I think that was pre him because he was just like because then it was his that de- Larry was there and that was he was surprised that I'm pretty sure I could be wrong I've been wrong before. <laughs> well, it's a ten. Let's put that in the record books. I'll put it on the spreadsheet. <laughs> Lauren, it is a pleasure as always. You, you. I said this to Dom earlier when he asked. <laughs> because he never knows who's coming on until, like, the day. And, uh, and and I said it was you, and it's, it was, it's always met with compliments and happiness yeah. that you're coming on, because, you know, we all, we consider you a friend and uh, in, in real terms, and we look forward to yeah. meeting you in person with our straight, beautiful white teeth. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you for coming on, and we look forward to the next one. Well, thank you guys. I've been looking forward to this for a while and yeah, looking forward to 2024 straight teeth. We should get our teeth whitened in, in Wilmington together. You know, some people get these yeah. together. I think we can get our teeth whitened. Hell yeah. And you know, the, the <laughs> tattoo thing I've spoken about, I'm a hundred percent doing it. I'm getting some, 
fine i'm getting like some final pieces done people wouldn't know but i actually have quite a lot of you know dare i say ink <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty dangerous dom uh, on my mouth with the dangerous song i go into the tattoo parlor and i put them on and go god make me tough put my tattoos on um but i'm getting the final bits done and then that's it i think i'm i'm done i've got, I've got like a whole sleeve but i'm having it like finished off and then that's it but i want to get that little raven in when we go to wilmington i for real want to do that so do you have tattoos lauren Mm-mm. oh no would it scare you would you do it it's too much we're asking too much now yeah i mean <laughs> the hook for a song <laughs> remix thing mm. you want my first firstborn too if, if you call him Keith, then yes. <laughs> I'm going to give you all my nasty Invisalign trays when I see you. Oh, wow. we should, we could do a swap. <laughs> what number <laughs> tray? What number tray are you at? How many have you gone through? Um, out of twenty, I'm at like I have twenty nine. I think I'm like twelve or thirteen. Okay, you got like yeah, yeah. That's that's trade that's trade a tray. That's See, Psycho Derek didn't even go to them levels, you know? True. I like it. I'll see if yours fit in mine and vice versa. No, that's very weird. And we're really Dom, good what, friends. I could give... Right, what we should do is make Dom wear our trays. Oh. I'll give him the top. You give mm. him the bottom. Mm-hmm. There we go. Would you do that, Dom, for the podcast? Yeah, I guess so. I think my bottom was <laughs> screwed up, so... It's going to be rough. <laughs> yeah, same. Mine too. Just shoving it in. Just don't worry about my teeth. Just you shove it in. You not eat anything there. for a week. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what accent do you want Dom to perform for you in? Let's do in a, a Detective Wilcox. <sighs> yes. Great <laughs> choice. Hello, Miss Sawyer. <laughs> this is Detective Wilcox. <laughs> and we're going to see Ravens on three. You ready? Yeah. A one, yeah. A one yeah. two, and a three, Miss Sawyer. Ravens! <laughs> <Raven. laughs>